it tastes sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Hey darling, sleeping on the blacktop Hey darling, running through the trees, honey Hey darling, leaving for the next town Lesson my set sketches Alright guys, day. welcome to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast I am Shane Boer, here as always with Christian Gardner Howdy, howdy and we are finally back in the studio. We are in our new studio, something we've been planning for probably two years A long time. since we initially started talking about this. But yeah. we are out of the front door of Mountaineer Equipment and Mountaineer Outfitters, and we are officially back in our studio space. We finally got it cleaned up. and The new and improved Mountaineer Outfitter studio. Yeah, if we ever decide to go back to doing video, you guys will be able to see this. If you hit our social media um we've made a page for the podcast i don't know that we've even talked about that on here i don't think we have we do have a page for the podcast it's on like, facebook and instagram and instagram back 40 skull sessions podcast yep simple as that we've got some stuff i think we've got one or two posts on there a couple things but now that we finally get back in the groove of everything we'll we'll be really really flying now. yeah and we'll be able to post stuff on there and it's also going to be a place where we can communicate back and forth with you guys if you guys have anything you want us to talk about or run our mouth about It'll be a place where we can take suggestions and stuff, and anything you tell us to talk about, we'll cover. Yeah, do some stuff where we can be interactive with our listeners as well. Yeah. Because even though it's been a while, we've still got people that listen to this podcast all over the world. Yeah. I mean, realistically. Yeah. I mean, they're all over the place, so we appreciate you, even though we've been MIA for yep. a little but while. But this is episode 28 of the podcast. Um, if you're looking back at the numbers and wondering where 27 went to... 27 sp- floating around in cyberspace somewhere. Somewhere. It's there and it's We recorded done. episode 27 in August. And posted it. And, and posted it. don't know where it is. Yeah, like, I have. It says it's posted on our <laughs> end and it's not posted and I don't know. Yeah, so. I, last I checked, I thought for sure that it went through, but I guess it has not. Yeah, and we are having, we've been having some technical difficulties, um, computer charger issues and stuff. We're recording on a different computer today. A new one. Yeah, so nice hopefully one. hopefully this works. We can figure this out, how to get everything posted. Yeah. And if it works, maybe we can pull 27 out of our butt somewhere and somewhere, get it on this computer and get it posted yeah. as well. So it's a trial run on this new computer, guys, but we're going to be trying to stick with this, uh, try to get at least two a month up anyway. Yeah. I'd yeah, like to do every just, week, but... Yeah, back to some we type have, of schedule. Yeah, we just have a hard time with every week, so we're going to try yeah. to get to a month, but... The last time we talked was right before the Tennessee Velvet Hunt. I believe so. And right before my Africa trip. Yeah, right before any actual big hunting yeah. went on. Well, deer season 2022 is here. Is it's it, happening. It is in full swing. Yeah, I mean, we're in November now. Yeah, we this is November the, the 3rd, I think. Yeah. I can't see my date because my cameras are going crazy right now, but... Yeah, it... Same. That's why I was yeah. talking about this. Can't reason real pictures <laughs> keep flying in. Yeah, those we, reveals are panting tonight. The deer are moving like crazy. They're tired. We we this is one of those nights where we wanted to do this, but kind of regretting it because, like I yeah. say, we've sat here like, God, look at this deer. Look at this deer. Well, now this one come out. Yeah, I, so this was the are. only night this week I had planned to go deer hunting, and this ended up being the night we ended up having a chance to do the podcast, and we've missed so many. I was like sacrifice we're going to do the podcast because i've not been hunting near as much as what i'd like to but i'm hunting smarter this year not harder watching the cameras doing my thing we made a new set for deer we call swoops that ended he we thought he was a three-year-old and the more we studied and the more we researched on him he's at least four if not five 
He's a really nice wide frame eight point. So me and a boy that works here at Mountaineer Outfitters with us, Jonas, we went out the other day at lunch and we hung a set just for this deer. And we've not had this deer on in front of that set before or during daylight. Words are hard. Yeah. Sorry. It's been a while since we've done this. It has been a while. But uh, anyway, he's standing there right now. Right now, as we like, speak. Like, as we speak. He was there an hour before dark, and I looked at Christian, and I was like, God, I already kill you. Yeah, then here we are. But here we are. Swoops is alive and well and trotting around, not with an arrow in his side yeah. like he should be. That's the way I feel. I'm about, I'm about liking the same way. I haven't got – I am I have no choice but to hunt smarter this year, seems like, because it's been a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got Just, a lot going on with the work with Joe and everything. You guys yeah, with work are and, staying wide open, and, and then the photography stuff, you've been all over the freaking absolutely place. Absolutely wide open. So hopefully we'll get these priorities straightened out. <laughs> well, let's talk about that real quick before we get into the deer hunting stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> talk about some of the stuff you've been able to photograph and some of the events you've been to. You've been to some of the coolest events. Well, yeah, now that I, I mean, now to think about it, yeah, this has been since August since yeah, we've talked. Yeah, yeah. And almost everything I had went on in September. Yeah. Like the month of September, there was something going on every week. Um, I got, well, the opportunity to work with some of the biggest names in the country music industry yeah. like including a trip to nashville and work for uh, chase matthew yep uh and they had a couple guys or a couple different singers for them like uh, hayden kaufman worked with them and then uh the big big one after that was actually pretty local here at the racetrack at bristol yep. uh, we was able to uh the country thunder event the country thunder event and got to cover for and when I say cover for, I could finally officially put it on the resume, I guess you'd say. Got to work for Jason Aldean, yep. Morgan Wallen, Hardy, Tracy Lawrence, uh, Clay Walker. Yeah. I mean, big And that names. looked like a freaking it fun looked, event. That looked insane. It was a blast. For, from a photographer's standpoint, coolest thing ever. It, yeah. To be honest, if I was a fan, I probably would want my money back. If really? If you bought general admission. Like, from general admission back, like, you're a half a football field away. Yeah. And it's standing room only. So if you're short like I am, there's no way you could have enjoyed that. Yeah. Like, like it, I, I don't know. It looked people. like a party. I mean, it looked that like everybody said, there were the, ha- were having a great time. The people there were having a ball. May have been drunk. May, I mean, well, I mean, but hey. Yeah. I didn't see nobody that wasn't having a good time. I will say that. Just yeah. ideally from, from my standpoint, I'm like, there's no way well, you could see anything. From considering the weather and everything, those guys put on a hell oh, of gosh. a show. That was a thing. Like, Saturday night, like it was Friday night and Saturday night. Friday night, Jason Aldean headlined. Got to meet and talk with him, which was, which is sweet. Yeah, absolutely yeah. cool. Finally got to meet and talk with him. And yeah, you fangirl on Jason Aldean pretty hard. So yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've always liked him. Well, yeah, I mean that's awesome though that you get to meet somebody that you've yeah. looked up up to that long. Yeah, and I it mean, happened out awesome. of nowhere too. Like I mean, it went from I didn't even think I was going to get to cover this event to. Next thing I knew, I was doing some stuff for Buck Commander, for Jason Aldean, yep. and a couple other different people for different different things. Yep. But ultimately, it was for for them, and that's how I got my passes and stuff. And from there, networking is everything. I yeah, mean, 100%. Net, like you see on social media stuff, networking will get you farther than a degree ever will most of the time. Oh, yeah. And from there, I, that's how I got hooked up with Morgan Wallens. Uh, social media people and all their producers and this that and the other and hardy same way and now they've got stuff they've shared my work on their social and a yeah, whole bunch of different stuff that so, dude put on a hell of dude, a show hardy is probably like i always liked hardy like even whenever like before he yeah. was like big but 
that show. I've seen him perform one other time in South Carolina. Yeah. And it was awesome. But now that show they put on at Bristol was... He went hard. Hard, he went hard. He went very hard. That was one of the... It ain't one of the best. I think that's the best concert I've been to. Well, and I mean, he's got a lot of new music coming out right now. Yeah. And he was performing most of it that night, was he not? Yeah, he he performed a bunch of new, you know, a handful of new songs. Yeah, because I looked up his stuff after that, and a lot of stuff he was singing that night's not even available on iTunes yet. Yeah, Jack, and there's just a handful of songs out there that they just released, like just recently at the time, hadn't released. Yeah. So it and was, they're all really good too. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm, I am too. I mean, I would never know getting some of these people's numbers and stuff and getting to talk to them on, on a personal level. Yeah, you never know. Maybe we can have some of them come hunt with us and stuff. So that'd be awesome. I don't. Like I say I'm never going to promise one way or another because everybody's so busy. Yeah, like, especially in that industry. Well, they have to be. That's the only way they can stay relevant. Exactly. They're constantly stay going out and there. doing. But like, I did get lucky and got in with one of Hardy's. Uh, it's, I guess it's his PR rep or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Like, me and him's messaged a handful of times. He actually sent me a picture today, said if you could use it, use it on yourself. But Hardy was in the woods this evening, you know. But Nice. But, like, just, just different stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, but again, it just comes down to networking. Like, I got to network hard for that. That was one of the events covered. So, a ton of concert stuff. I think I done, like, four concerts, or technically, like, six or seven <coughs> concerts in a matter of, like, two weeks. Yeah. And then covered Bristol, you know, the race weekend. That happened yep. somewhere in well, September. Yeah, I completely I, forgot about the race Yeah, itself. I did too, till just now. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I covered a race. That was crazy, That like it always is. And um, I don't know. I feel like I'm forgetting something. But to me, the concert stuff was top of the line. Yeah, Because it yeah. was just the fact of who they are and how big, you know, how well, popular they are. Yeah, right having that many big them. names right here in western North Carolina, East Tennessee. I yeah. mean, Pretty that big. close to us that's a big deal for this area yeah. and for a nobody from avery county like me to be able to work with these people yeah that's freaking awesome is still blows my mind that is awesome i've done more than i ever thought i would get to do so not to do my own horn by no means but it it tickled <laughs> it it blows my mind that i've got to do what i have yeah been blessed super blessed yeah any any event that outshines the bristol race is a big deal around here yeah definitely because that's the really the only big event that happens around here yeah i mean, I mean it really, really is but i'm going to get off on another tangent here i know this it. is a hunting podcast guys but what the crap we're oh, talking God. about nascar with that pass uh, uh, coming Dude, out of turn four about this, this past weekend, weekend. oh yes, my i've been wanting to talk to you about this i'm like i'm gonna Dude. save it i'm gonna save it until we're recording so everybody knows about our yankee friend kevin yeah he come down and hunting with us we'll get to that in a minute but he messaged me and said, dude, did you just see what happened? I had no clue. I was off galley event doing my own I thing. meant to message you because I was watching it. I was like, I was holy not. crap. I went to social media and it said something about a video game move. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, did you see that? Like, yeah. I, if I ain't mistaken, I was at somebody's house and he's just chilling, yeah. just chilling out. And I like wigged, like lost my shit right there in front of everybody. I was like, oh my God, did you see what yeah. just happened? Like that was... I don't care what nobody else says. Like that was one of the coolest moves. That in was history. oh yeah, and especially like, in the history of NASCAR. That and for was it to work. Call it dangerous. Call it stupid. Whatever you want to call it. That, he had nothing to lose at that point. He was in tenth. Right. right. The guy he needed to pass was in sixth or fifth. fifth. He was yeah. Fifth. He was in fifth. So I mean, he had to make up five positions in one turn on a track he, that's he had essentially to make up two. flat. Like he he needed two. He needed two spots to tie. Yeah. For that 
in points. But there's no way and to make that many position changes on a track that's flat. Yeah, Martinsville, that's a flat, short track like it yeah. is. You're lucky to get one spot, you know, <laughs> if you're on their bumper. Much less five. And the video of it, if you haven't oh, it's it, insane. just go to Facebook and you'll see it anywhere. Yeah. Just type in NASCAR right now. It's all over the world. Yeah. But, I mean, that was absolutely ridiculous. Well, it didn't even look real. What like, cracked me up was he said he was talking back and forth with his crew chief. And I guess this was something they had discussed at some point. Yeah. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. And he said, I just clutched fifth and hammered it. Yeah. <laughs> He I said, thought, I just tucked right up against the wall. But he said, I grabbed fifth right. gear when everybody else was downshifting. He said, I grabbed fifth and just hammered it. Yeah, I'm, okay, realistically, anybody that's ever played any kind of racing game, like not just NASCAR, but any kind of racing game, whenever you know you've close, and it's especially the end, Yeah, you're not doing nothing but just whatever, screw it. And you do this, I've done the same thing a hundred yeah. times, just done it just to see what happens. Yep. And every once in a while it'll work, but to... to Put that in action in real life. In real life, yeah, to pull it off. To have... And not climb the wall or kick off the wall and go right down through the middle of traffic. I mean, right. it there's worked so many things perfectly. that went wrong. With the old car, there's no way. But with this new car that they've come out with, with as tough build as it is, with as stiff as that car is, yeah, it worked. It was and awesome. I it, was amazed. It was freaking awesome. Um, it was the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Yes. I don't care. Like It really upset me. People like even Kyle Larson was like, it's just embarrassing. Like... It's stupid. Like these race car drivers are terrible. They're just for that. Like, I have to work with these mother these figures. Yeah, they're just pissed <laughs> they're that they didn't pull that. it off themselves. Exactly. Like they're all by her. Like, dang, I wish I'd have tried that. And like, dude, that like if it was me, I'd just excited to see it. Yeah. Like, just tickle me to death. Well, and like the old heads, the old NASCAR guys that do the commentary, they're like, that was by far the gutsiest, coolest move we've ever seen. Right. I mean, Balls used are the dumbest one, but it was cool regardless. Well, it's nice to see NASCAR get out of that, like, just right. clear-cut, prim right. and proper persona that they do and right. get back to kind of redneck racing type deal. Right. Well, that's the thing is, like, think about these football games. When it's really exciting, it's a Hail Mary move. Like, it's your... Yeah. The stuff that happens last second when it shouldn't happen is what's exciting. It's exactly And right. with NASCAR, you don't get that a whole, whole lot. Well... And, except for at certain tracks. Yeah. And Martinsville's has been one of them a couple times but short tracks isn't recently hasn't been the place for that to happen yeah and for that to happen like that was awesome yeah it was cool so so anyway sorry for going on a tangent guys into nascar but um let's get back to deer hunting so (laughs) you got to do the tennessee velvet hunt you and i don't guess any of our did any of our other guys hunt (coughs) during tennessee Um, velvet officially no so <laughs> I don't think for I'm anybody think. that doesn't know, Tennessee has a three day velvet season. It's in the end of August. It's a chance to get out there early while the deer are still on feeding patterns and get you a chance at a decent velvet buck. Yes. And this was something you tried last year. Yeah. Didn't last have minute a, last year. Yeah. It was very last minute. I mean, we were in there setting up a new spot on the second day. Yeah. So like it was totally new. So, and I knew going into this year that I was wanting to put majority of my focus into that. Yeah, like I like that would be so cool to get a buck in the velvet, <clears throat> and so that's what I primarily work towards all year long. I focused on getting spots to hunt Tennessee, and just fixing them up, you know, putting mineral out, keeping Big and J mineral out, and just keeping those deer where I need them to where I might have a shot in, in August. And just like last year, right up like to the weekend of this hunt, <clears throat> what happens? Acorns start falling. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you had to call an audible on that deal. Kinda. The place that you said, like you had been telling me, this is going to be yep, it, this, this is going to be not, it. This is it. This and then they disappeared. 
vanished. Yeah. Like I had a couple deer, a couple name deer that I'd named. Like okay, these are deer I'm gonna go after. Just rent named them whenever come top of my head, just so I could identify them, keep up with them, and like I say, just vanished. They're yep. gone. I mean, never to be seen. Yep. And I had a couple pictures at another spot, which is my most uh, odd spot, I guess you'd say. It's literally on the Tennessee-North Carolina line. So, like, you move 15 foot one way, you're in Tennessee. Move yep. 15 foot the other way, you're in North Carolina. So, it's been really versatile <laughs> this year. So, I ended up having to call Audible and move that spot, which I had set up for North Carolina, and mirror the location where I could be in Tennessee and hunt the Tennessee side for the velvet hunt. I think I got over, I think I was over the line, but, like, 50 yards or something just enough i was in tennessee yeah that's all i wanted yeah i can go from there quit hitting the table sorry i can't help it you're I'm, jarring I'm, i know i'm excited <laughs> and uh <laughs> christian, christian talks with his hands guys if you keep it's hearing bad. that thumb piece yeah i'm beating on stuff and throwing stuff anyways well and then with this new setup we're actually at the table instead yeah, of back a in a couch yeah, yeah a mile away slouched up on top of the couch but anyways <laughs> so long story short Put all my effort into this, got set up, and first evening of the hunt, I hunted that morning, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't see nothing, which wasn't really wanting to hunt the mornings anyways, because well, like anybody that knows mornings, you're screw really, everything up. Right. And I didn't hunt my main spots. I just went to a spot and sat in, and I, it wasn't nothing. But that evening, when I actually sat in, <clears throat> you know, I went and hit my talking points. We were, I was videoing everything, you know, just like we should, and... Just going through the motions. Just yep. if I'm gonna screw like it's first chance setting the woods since last year, no, since last deer season. And setting a deer wood since last season. Yeah. And knock the rest off, go through the motions, set everything up like you're supposed to. Just get back to the feel of everything. Yeah, get back to getting and, used to having everything right there with you and Exactly. Just just getting you getting your feel for everything. Cause it's getting ready deer season's a long season. Yeah. It's 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 a uh, marathon. Yeah. So just get in there and get the feel for it. See what happens. And I had a, I had two deer that I know was coming, not real regular <clears throat> to an extent. I mean, they were coming at dark, after dark, you know, after shooting light. And I, the biggest thing was I had that Big and J Diggit mineral put out. Yeah. Because you can't hunt over any kind of feed or stuff in Tennessee. Yeah. Mineral was key, and I knew that. So I, and one thing I also done is I Allegedly. Put, yeah, I had put apples out at that spot. Yeah. Like, poured apples out, poured apples out, because there's a ton of apple trees there. Yeah. And, because as long as you have your feet up two weeks before season starts, yeah, you're you're fine with the tendency. Yeah. You just can't feed up to two weeks before season. Has, everything has to be up. Yeah. Well, it was like a month before I, or, that I'd end up quit putting anything out. Yeah. But I went to that spot and had been putting apples out on a pretty regular basis. Well, the apples start falling that right then as well, as well as acorns, you know. Yeah. Deer start coming to these apple trees by themselves. Well, and then now you don't have to put any apples out. Exactly. No need for it. Natural bait. They're coming. It's natural. And as a side note to that, they're coming to that dig it. They come and even if they just come and smell of it, they're still checking it out every single day. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a day that went by that they didn't at least come check that mineral. Yeah. And now that we're going back to the first day, that first evening of the velvet hunt, the three-day velvet hunt, and... I don't know. I, I kept hearing a little bit of mo- movement. You can't see real far in this spot. You could see 25, 30 yards. Yeah. Whenever deer's there, it's, it's in your lap. Yeah. And sure enough, I had compounds sent in my lap, and I see antlers coming through. Get the tactic cam on, get my camera on, and sure enough, 
here come not one, but both of my shooters on that spot at the oh, same crap. time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually going to happen. Yeah. It was broad daylight. It yeah. was like 6 in the evening. Some was sitting at like 8, 8.30 yeah. then, I think. <clears throat> I was like, oh, my gosh. This <laughs> this is actually going to happen. Yeah. And thankfully, where they come in, they come in to my far left. I didn't really expect them to come there because there's a, there's a fence there. Like, I don't know how they got... Be honest with you, I don't know how they got under the fence. I watched them; they didn't jump it. Like they somehow went under it. Yeah, I, I don't know how. Anyways, they did, <clears throat> and they stayed up there around them apples for at least fifteen minutes. Yeah, which was a good thing because it gave me time to calm down and, and focus and get ready. Cause yeah, I was honestly having PTSD back to when I missed crabs last year with the bow because <laughs> to this point I hadn't killed a deer with a compound. Yeah, so. I was sitting there waiting, have my tactic come on, and I couldn't move. I was scared to move my camera. It's just that same same ordeal with crabs. I was nervous. Don't want to yeah. get busted. Like, it, just don't get busted. Yeah, don't don't blow them out of here first thing. Right. So I couldn't get my camera turned up to where I could really watch them. So I just had my tactic come on, picked my bow up, and it was had it my tactic come pointed where the deer were standing. Yeah. And I filmed them for like I say about fifteen minutes. It gave me time to get calmed down and think about what I was doing. I had an eight pointer there and a ten pointer. Uh, <clears throat> Randy and Rover was their Randy names. and Rover, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, so so Randy is the eight point, and of course you know judging by the reveal pictures we had of him, I was like I probably shoot that ten pointer. Yeah, I do. I think that's a better deer of the two. I think that's what I'm gonna take. Well, <clears throat> sure enough, Rover was coming in. The ten pointer was coming in first, and turns out he was not the dominant of the two. The yeah. eight pointer Rover or uh, Randy, Randy was the dominant of the two because he actually straight up shoved the ten pointer back out in front of me, yeah. like run him out in front of me, and then commit and circle back around and went back to that big and J mineral. Well, I videoed him for a minute, <clears throat> and sure enough, he uh, he comes walks right. I mean, perfect broadside. The ten or the eight. The eight. The okay. Eight. He he run that ten pointer out in front of me. Here come the eight. Eight was, in person, eight was a better frame than yeah, it was. Yeah, Just big, overall, was a bigger frame. <clears throat> and there he is, right dead in front of me. How far? 15 yards. Holy crap. Barely 15 yards. Yeah. And took my time. I said, and that was when I really clicked in my head. Even if they bust, take your time. Don't, yeah. don't pull another crabs deal. So sure enough, I just ease up. And I kind of sat there for a second, just waiting. I look over at my camera. Everything's in frame. I couldn't ask for anything any better. Yeah. And I pull back. And I guess as I was pulling back, he stepped up a, a foot. Yeah. Like, enough that I didn't notice it. Because, like, I looked over in the corner of my eye back to my left <clears throat> and still seen deer in the camera frame. Yeah. So, I eased off and, I mean, knocked him flat. I mean, he hit the ground. <clears throat> and then he, and I, enough where I could get the camera and follow him as he went down the hill. Yeah. I was like, well, that just happened. Like, I, oh my yeah. God, this, this, I've actually got or shot a, a buck in velvet in Tennessee. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, like <clears throat> it really happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I had time to calm down, called, some, called a couple of people and let them know like, hey, I've killed one. You want to see if I can get some help rounded up. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> going look and found blood first thing there's blood everywhere yeah it's like nap done its job perfectly no problems yep and it's like it couldn't be far 
Well, it's like, well, I'm going to go wrangle some help. So I drove back to Sam's <clears throat> and to get them. And it's like, while I was there, I was going to watch the shot. Watch the shot, and sure enough, just out of frame, just a little bit out of frame, you couldn't see the back. You could see the back half of the deer when I shot Dang. on the big camera. Yeah. I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, you've <laughs> got to be kidding me. I was, so, I went, you went from being on top of the world to, oh my God, this actually worked. To yeah. Like, you've got to be kidding me. This actually sucks. Oh. Like, this is the worst thing ever. I yeah. was mad. Like, I never cuss in front of my mom. Like, that's like a big no-no. But yeah. I did. Yeah. I was so mad. God. And I was like, well, I've got my Tacticam. I've got my Tacticam. I had my Tacticam on. It was running. No problems. Yeah. I put my Tacticam card in the computer, and guess what? My <laughs> five-foot ass sat there. When I picked the bow up, the, the damn Tacticam was in front of the blind. Like, where the blind yeah. comes up, all you could see was the blind. So, no for deer. everybody listening, he had the stabilizer mount on the Tacticam. Yeah. Which is below your hand grip, which is below the arrow. So, although the arrow was clear in the side of the blind, the Tacticam's looking right into the side right of the blind. Right into the blind. And, and I you seen can't see anything. Nothing. That was like the icing on the cake. It's a wonder I didn't break my computer. Like, I flew <laughs> off the wall, man. Like, you probably shouldn't get that mad over something like that. But I guess I wanted my cake and wanted to eat it, too. Well, but that was a big deal because that was the first time that everything had come everything together for you. Perfect! Oh my god! And I on couldn't. something that you had set up yourself, you had right. done everything. Everything was couldn't have been better except for the camera work. And because like you got why, crabs last year, but then the shot when I had him and, on camera, yeah. I missed. And then when I shot him, didn't have him on camera. Yeah, and this was all perfect, and I thought it was good. And and I'll tell you how I screwed up. And I've watched this a handful of times since, and then really played it back because I, I, if nothing else, try to learn from my mistakes. Yeah. And looking back on it, what I should have done is I had my telephoto lens on. It's a seventy three hundred, and to be in that close range, I should have just had my other lens on. It's like yeah. a eighteen fit or a yeah, like a fifteen to eighty lens. Like it's a small lens. Yeah. But it would have been plenty good enough to see that deer. In worst case scenario, body could have cropped in on it. Yeah. After the fact, and. Yep. I don't know. I was just trying to be a be a National Geographic <laughs> photographer, videographer. Well, you try to get the best video and you can, but sometimes because you've of that, got to... that, that's the thing. Like at fifteen yards with that big lens, two inches turns out to be a foot on screen. Yeah, exactly. And it I, there's enough to make a good video of it. Like yeah. we'll have an episode on it. Everything's yeah, it'll gonna be, be better. up on the YouTube just, channel. It's not ideal, and it made me so mad. So mad. I'm still burning about it. But it turned out to be a beautiful deer. We tracked this deer. No, that deer was gorgeous. It didn't go. It was in some really rough, rough, rough country. It went in back to its bed and area where I'd found. Because I'd went in this spot. Like, I'd actually went in and found the bed and area in the summer. Like, yeah. Like, went in, hiked, and me and Trey went in and found where these deer were bedding. Like, where we had, I thought they were bedding in some really thick, rough stuff. Sure enough, it's where he went back to. Brars, straight up and down. Yeah. As a crow flies, it went 100 yards. Yeah. Like, maybe 120 yards. But where it was steep stuff, it was just hard to get to. And, yeah. But we got it drug out of there, no problem. Got One didn't tear the velvet up or anything like nothing. that. Everything that's was awesome. good. So, and then by the pictures, that that's my best deer by far. Yeah, 100% like that's your best deer. I had him at the house. <laughs> looking at him, I put crabs up beside us. Like, wow, he's significantly bigger. Yeah. Like, quite a bit. You're killing I'm telling, me. I'm turning everything up You are here, killing dude. me with this dude, table. I'm going to have to put you back stuff. on the damn couch. I'm about to tie my hands up, put them in my pocket, <laughs> put them up under my fat rolls or something. I'm if we tie your hands up, up, you won't be able to talk, though. Well, do you notice what I just did? I put my hands up under my fat stuttering. and I started spinning. <laughs> <laughs> spinning my chair. So <laughs> I can't win. 
Well, that's no awesome, anymore. dude. I'm tickled for you. I was. I hate I wasn't here, but I. I yeah, I was about to I'm say you was happy gone. for you. And that's yeah. what we got to get into next. This is the better story. Of this, like, I, I, I'm. I will say that I was only able to have service like an hour a day, and when I come back in, I no, I was something was going on. No, I, I no, I was asleep when you killed that deer because you killed that deer in the evening. Yeah, I killed it in the evening in your time. And I got up the next morning, and yep. you had messaged me like, I don't know that you can scream through a text message. You were screaming, screaming through yeah. the text message. Yeah, I was tore up. And, it was I, and like, I hate that my excitement isn't as much now as it was It then. was like, holy shit, motherfucker, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the text messages that yeah. I got. I was tore up. and it, I mean, it was great. I mean, I'm still excited about it, but so far, that's the only deer I've killed this year. I've had tons of deer yeah shoot, just ain't been able to go shoot <laughs> yeah so but hey it is what it is hunt them smarter and see what happens well that's it and we've still got two months of deer season left we've still I got, mean, we've still got plenty of time yeah that's what i'm excited about yes i am too all right guys we're going to take our first break and we will be back shortly with the back 40 skull sessions podcast this segment of the back 40 skull sessions podcast is brought to you by mountaineer outfitters the official outfitters of appalachian holler hunters Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? Get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax address where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property. Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. Well, heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. So we just got through the Tennessee Velvet Hunt. Awesome time. That was a hell of a deer. I mean, that really was a hell of a deer. Get off your phone. We're doing a Sorry. podcast here. Sorry, I was messing Andrews. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you out here. So, like I said, I was out of town whenever Christian killed his deer in Tennessee because I don't know what come through me, but I took a wild hair and agreed to go with some of my buddies to Africa. Africa! And I'm telling you what, dude. I don't know that we have enough time. To tell all of the stories from yeah, Africa. I think this is going to be like a, we're going to just really have to, short reoccurring like, thing. Well, right. on the podcast, I'm just going to go over a few talking points and then we'll hit more and more as we keep doing more podcasts. Cause, right, because that trip alone could be its own podcast. Yeah. Which, which is going to be a good thing because it's going to make for a really good episode. You'll be able to get the full. Yeah, yeah. That trip. We'll draw on that. Was incredible. So. I'm just going to start at the beginning. We left out of Asheville Airport. Had to fly from Asheville to Newark, New Jersey. Starting out, they could not link my two flights right out of the bat. Mm. So my stuff was going to have to go through baggage claim in New Jersey, and I was going to have to go pick it up out of baggage claim, go around, go back through the terminal, back through TSA. TSA. Oh, and God. then back in to go to Africa, oh, which God. on the way back, everybody has to do that because you got to go through customs. Yeah. But I was the only person that had to do it out of, that sucks. out of the four of us that made the trip from Asheville to Newark. So <clears throat> like the whole way up there, I'm getting pumped up. I'm like, but we did have a, a decent layover. 
So we had a couple hours to spare, and I'm like, I'm going to burn this motherfucker to the ground. Like, I'm going to fly. Yeah. Not literally burn the airport. Right. Thing. It's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. a, there's going to be fire under my tracks. Right. I'm going to fly. He's going to do it. So, and we're flying with a bow case and another bag that had clothes in it, and then my backpack. Right. And so I jump in. We get off the airplane, and I'm like, bye. I'm gone. Yeah. Baggage claim. Son, standing there. My stuff is the first thing out. I mean, the very first thing oh, out wow. was my stuff. I'm like, yes. Well, that never happens. And no, it doesn't. And I knew it was coming too because before I left, like, I had been preparing for this trip for months. Right. And one part of my preparation was get air tags, the little Apple air tags. Yeah. The little GPS tags. Put one of them in my bow case and one of them in my camera case, which was in my other check bag. Right. So I'm sitting there watching my bags walk through the airport. I'm that's like, here they come, here they come, sweet. and then bam, they're right there. That's so sweet. I snatch them up, and I mean, I took off flying. <laughs> Made my circle, got back in there, and I don't know how I got lucky, and I bounced right through TSA. I mean, no problem. But everybody, it was funny. I bought one of those SKB bow cases because yeah. they're indestructible. They're huge. We are not sponsored by SKB, guys. But if you ever do a trip like this, I had a Plano case. And that Plano case is a great case, but it's nothing compared to that SKB case. And everybody, but it's it doesn't look like a bow case. It's It looks like a two-gun rifle case. Right. And so everybody, like, when I throw it up on the thing, their eyes got big around as baseballs they're like is that gun in there i'm like, no they ain't no gun in there i was like it is a it's a bow i swear right. i was like i can open it up no nah, hell no don't open that okay so anyway got through there run through tsa met back up with the guys still had like two hours left right i made it in like 39 minutes or 38 minutes that's that's pretty good. damn quick really going good. through baggage claim and then back checking your stuff in and yeah. then back through i mean that was flying that's moving yeah i told you i was burning that son of a gun to the yeah. ground <laughs> so here comes the long flight the flight from uh newark new jersey to johannesburg was five or not five i wish it was five it yeah. was 15 hours and 45 minutes jesus god in economy class mm. i was looking the whole time at upgrading the first class or yeah. just business class yeah you're talking like three grand minimum holy cow yeah yeah I on, guess a, it's it's on a flight a, that costs longer yeah flight. yeah and i mean heck i didn't have but like a thousand dollars in round trip right and you're talking about a three thousand dollar ticket price. yeah upgrade for one direction that wasn't right. the whole way that's just one direction so i was like mm. forget it we're gonna be fine yeah did you at least have a window seat no i was on the Ooh. aisle so this plane Even worse. was so big you had three seats an aisle three more seats and another aisle and then three more seats oh my god it was huge you was like aisle, like middle middle yeah i was like row yeah you had the three seats to the right and the aisle and then it was me but luckily i was at least you were like the middle seat yeah i was in the middle seat uh sam drew the short straw and got the middle oh, seat <laughs> which sam's a little guy but my problem is suck. Even if I was to lose 100 pounds, my shoulders are still going to be two and a half foot wide. Yeah. I mean, I'm built like a freaking linebacker. That's right. just the way it is. And so I'm sitting there like cocked over like halfway out in the aisle because my left shoulder is up against Sam the yeah. whole time. And after 15 hours, let's just be, we're sweaty. Yeah. We're nasty. Like we had the air running as much as possible. Yeah. And he was so tired of me sitting on him and I was so tired of sitting on him, but I was leaned into the aisle and every time they'd come through with the cart, she'd hit me in the shoulder with the cart. And oh, like, yeah. But anyway, 
that's one of those things you have to mentally prepare yourself. You have to get in that. And me and Mitch had talked about it on the drive to Canada last year. You yeah. have to get in the right state of mind for a trip like that, or you're going to be miserable. Yeah. But and not to mention, you have to watch what you eat two days going into it because you don't want to get on the plane and yeah. that stomach start going and you don't yeah. want all that. No. Ain't nobody wants all of that. No. Which I will say, on those big airplanes, the bathrooms are more spacious than you would think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm about like to say those ones I've been on, they ain't nah, shit. dude. It, it surprised me. Like it's like taking a dumping a porta john and then just most of them no no they they it surprised me i mean it, it's not like but it wasn't what i was figuring i figured shoulders on both walls yeah type that's, deal. that's why they normally are yeah no nah, it, it was more special i could see the mile high club in that bathroom like really? first yeah you had that kind of room <laughs> wow <laughs> you had that kind of room wow. for sure so uh and everybody's asleep most of the time you could have pulled that off but anyway <laughs> <laughs> didn't do that. Didn't do that. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to they give just, y'all a picture yeah, of how big the bathroom yeah, is. We're just painting a picture. Yeah. Here is all we're doing. So they've got a screen on the back of the seat, and it shows your trip. Like you could. Oh, yeah. And I, I sent I you some that. pictures. Yeah. There was like at one point, I'm like, we've got to be like at least better than halfway there. Yeah. And then I look on that map, and it's like you're a fourth or something. You're just yeah. barely over the Atlantic, and you've got to hell and back to get to africa it's a long yeah, I was about ways to say, over there i tracked it once or twice on my phone like flight tracker thing yeah and i've got a screenshot of y'all's plane like over the middle of nothing yeah like this yeah. water but so <coughs> we finally get over land again and dude it was crazy we flew over i don't remember what desert it was we flew over but like looking out I, yeah. I got I sent my phone over to Doug because Doug took the window seat, jerk, uh. <laughs> and he got a window seat where there were only two seats in his aisle. Oh, really? Yeah. So Even there was luckier. like there was a gap right so there. He's and, the one that had the yeah, and I was like, what? get your skinny butt over here and let me. And he's like, no, I ain't gonna do it. He said, I I got my seat early because I knew what was gonna happen. Uh-huh. But, but no, I sent my phone over and he took some pictures and stuff. It was really cool. So we finally land in Johannesburg and we get there after dark. Yeah. Anybody that's ever researched South Africa, Johannesburg is the capital of South Africa. It is also the most dangerous city in South Africa. And we get into the airport. Everything's good. We get our bags, go through customs. Everything's fine. We didn't have any issues there. Um, We walk on around, and it was not hard to pick out our PHs. The PHs picked us up from the airport. Usually, they make you take a transport if you land during the day. But where we were landing at night, it wasn't hard to pick these old boys out. Well, I mean, they were every one of them were like six three, six four, built like a athletic build with yeah. freaking short shorts on. Like <laughs> I'm talking, oh, God. it was. It, that was one thing that stuck out because they've got those little short shorts. And if y'all know listening, I'm talking about you, you speckerhead. Uh, that was one of the PHs. He's he's in his early 20s. He's hilarious. Oh, uh, he is hilarious. But they, it was one old boy from Texas there while we were there. Yeah. And he's like, they, I heard him talking on the phone. He's like, you wouldn't believe it. We've got these great big tall son bitches wearing Daisy Dukes out here. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yes. But they do. They wear those little short shorts. Uh And, I mean, I've seen him take off through the office, them thickets with thorns and shit sticking everywhere. Never, every one of them just go trucking through those things and never slow down. But, anyway, we got there that night. The next day we got up, and I think we weren't going to – we didn't hunt that first morning because we come in late. Everybody there, like, just sleep in, get up. 
get your bows out, check everything out, make sure everything's fine. Because right. I mean, they got they got kicked around pretty hard. They oh, yeah. do not take it easy on that stuff. Oh no, they don't give a damn. No, they don't really care. So uh, we got in the next morning, or we got up the next morning. Everything was good. Um, shot our bows. Everything was fine. Mine mine was perfect. Um, one of the boys' bows cam jump time. Oh gosh. Yeah, and it was out of time the whole time we was down there. To the point, he thought he had it tuned, but it was so inconsistent. Mm. And he ended up wounding an animal oh, that gosh. he didn't find. And down there, if you draw blood, you pay for it. Oh, wow. Luckily, it wasn't something that was like crazy expensive or anything right. like that. Which is another thing, guys. If you ever think about doing something like this, you really ought to look into it. Because it's not as expensive as you think. You yeah. can go down there and you can shoot literally a handful of animals four or five animals for less than a price of an elk cut in the u.s yeah i mean you can shoot the world down and not have that much money in it if you want to yeah but so we go out i don't remember what day it was is the second day maybe first or second day we hunted um i don't think we shot anything on the first evening uh go out the next morning we're hunting water holes and then they've got these boxes out that look like feed troughs yeah it's got mineral in it they mix the mineral with some kind of it look almost looks like hay it's not hay but yeah it's just something to kind of give them some it's not a bait but it, it's a mineral right but it's just something to give it a little more draw um so you've got these things coming in those mineral stations drinking water and you get out there they don't want they don't want to go out early in the morning because there's too much stuff out there that can eat you before daylight oh wow yeah well, <laughs> i mean literally that's what they told us okay <laughs> They're like, it's like, are we going out real? No. And they're like, why not? He said, it's too dangerous. Uh, you got leopards running around and you got Cape Buffalo running around everywhere. You walk up in a herd of those, you're screwed. Wow. Because there's not a tree big enough to climb over there. There are not many trees big enough to climb over there. Right. It's mostly scrub brush and stuff. And those Cape Buffalo will, they'll run over you. I mean, they call them the Black Death. Yeah. That's one of the dangerous five animals in Africa. So you wait till it gets, so you wake up at like, seven six thirty something like that yeah they'll say breakfast is at seven or seven thirty whatever we'd wake up get dressed go out shoot our bows two or three times first thing in the morning before we even i told them it was an earn a biscuit program you gotta yeah. shoot a, you gotta make a good shot for you yeah. go get your biscuit that morning but go in eat breakfast and stuff and then load up with your phs we were hunting two on one so two guys per ph yeah so you'd have like me and alan were hunting together we'd have me and alan and then the PH that we hunted with most of the time's name was Eric. And then a tracker. Yeah. And the tracker's name, uh, the one that was hunting with Yon Lowe was Philemon. Uh, shoot. Franz. Franz was our tracker. Uh-huh. And so when you get to the blind, we'd get out with Eric and get in the blind. And then Franz would take the truck and go on, do his thing. I don't know what he done all day, but right. until you called and said hey we got one down we shot something then he come track and do all right. that stuff so i had like four maybe five animals on my list that i wanted to kill that i wanted to try to pursue right uh kudu was the top one kudu's got those big spiral horns that was that was my number Birdie. one yeah they're gorgeous and then a gims buck was the second one they're white got really pretty coloring on their face and then big old long straight horns yeah but past that i was thinking maybe like an impala and a warthog and that's pretty much it right. i mean that was kind of where i was at right 
So we're sitting there and literally the first shootable animal that comes up because they won't despite what everybody thinks you don't shoot everything you see right you'll sit there and you'll see 200 animals a day literally 200 and it's everything it's not just it's it's everything right i mean it's everything and the first shootable animal we see was a blue wildebeest there was a big male and two younger males and i was like he's like you could shoot that one if you want i'm like that's not really on my list and he's like that's a really nice male. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And the more we sat there and looked at it, the more I'm like, that thing is beautiful. Like, I want to try to shoot that thing. Yeah. And by the time I'd made that up in my head, he's too far out. He's already wow. gone. And Eric's Eric's giving me crap. Like, these oh, guys, yeah. they like to, they like to, they're just like hanging out with us. Oh, they yeah. like to poke fun at you and oh, give yeah. you shit. And Eric's giving me some shit about it. And he's like, yeah, if you just made your damn mind up earlier, we'd already be skinning one. It's as stupid. He is at 15 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, keep it up, asshole. I was like, next wildebeest comes in there. I'm going to his ass. He's like, no, it's got to be a male. I was like, no, no, no. You don't start that shit talking with me. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and I hear clock, 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 clock coming up by the blind. It's almost dark that day. Yeah. <clears throat> like, we had seen a lot of animals. God, we had sat there, and there was a kudu come in. And I'm talking, like, you're sitting in a dugout blind. So the, yeah. the windows are at ground level. So you're looking up at everything. Yeah. And we had been seeing some decent kudu, <clears throat> like, animals that look freaking huge. But they just, they were young. Even yeah. though they had big, long spiral horns, you guys will see in the video, like, it's like, that's a damn shooter. And he's like, no, that's a five-year-old. You can't yeah. shoot that. It's got to be at least seven to shoot. <clears throat> and then I see one coming through the freaking trees. And it looks like he's carrying the damn trees on his head. Jeez, I mean, God. he was frigging huge. And, like, he kept telling me the tips have to be pointing, like, they spiral around. They have to be pointing forward or backward one. And everything that we had seen was pointing the opposite direction. It's showing wow. they wasn't mature. His tips were pointing the right direction. I mean, he's huge. I'm getting my damn bow. Yeah. And Eric's like, what do you, what do you see? What do you see? And I said, that kudu, I'm fixing to shoot him. And he's like, no, no, you cannot shoot that one. You cannot shoot that I'm like, what do you mean I can't shoot that one? No, look at the, look at the tips. Yeah. Look at the tips. Like, I turned into a, oh, I won, I won. I turned into a little yeah. baby. Like, And he's like, no, we cannot shoot that one. We cannot shoot that one. I'm like, why? He said, mm, I do not believe he is seven. I believe he is six. And I'm like, you're making that shit up. <laughs> I'm like, there's no fucking, like, from tip to tip. He was at oh, least, God. he was 40 inches from tip to tip, like the spread oh, on him. God. Like he was over three foot wide. Oh, and God. I'm like, I mean, he looked like he was 10 foot tall. He yeah. was fucking huge. And he's standing at 15 yards. <laughs> and so I'm, I start giving Eric shit the whole time. I'm like, oh, yeah. come on, you've got to be shitting me. And, I'm, and then he starts turning. I'm like, do you hear that, Eric? And he's like, what? I said, he, he coughed. What do you mean he coughed? I said, he coughed. He's sick. We need to take that one out. That one's got something. And I was like, look. He's got a friggin' limp, dude. He's hurt his foot. Yeah. We're going to have to take him out or he's going to die from disease, yeah. from infection. I'm like, I'm just, I'm yeah, laying it on the whole time. Alan's over there just friggin' chuckling because yeah. I'm trying everything I can <laughs> yeah. to flip the light from red to green. And Because, right. I mean, the whole time the damn thing's just back in, and he's running everything oh, out yeah. of the mineral boxes. He was in the mineral boxes hard. Oh, yeah. And they were at 15 yards. And I mean, he's oh, like man. looking in the blind, sticking his tongue out at me. And I'm like, fuck, like giving him the bird. I'm like, come on. This is like, I, it was to the point I thought about like waving out the window to blow the whole thing out. Uh-huh. Cause I was tired of looking. I mean, he was huge. He was freaking huge, dude. But after seeing more kudu, I understand he had everything except for mass. 
his mask just wasn't there. And he never told me this. I swear I think it was a freaking breeder bull. It was one that they didn't want to shoot because that was one they was wanting to breed. Because, yeah. I mean, he had the, the curls were there and the tips were in the right direction. I mean, everything had ivory on the end of his tips. Oh, God, wow. it was beautiful. He was beautiful, but the mask just wasn't there. Yeah. So I sat there and watched this son bitch for like an hour. And he left. And then he come back. And he come in for another, like, like this happened all day long. Yeah. So to say by the end of the day, I was frustrated. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I guarantee it. So anyway, it's getting closer to dark, and I hear cluck, 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 cluck coming by the blind from the left. And we hadn't seen anything come in from left. Everything had been coming in from out in front. Yeah. And we had seen warthogs, and we'd seen kudu, and we'd seen those wildebeest earlier. And um, we'd seen some, I think, elon yeah great big animals like we'd seen a bunch of stuff here comes a blue wildebeest in and he's by himself and he goes straight by the mineral boxes and straight to the water hole and eric goes oh that's a big shooter that's a big shooter that's all he had to say that's it i mean i hit the damn floor like blow the windows yeah because i had my camera set up in the right side window those guys were afraid to use to run the camera uh. i'm in the blind with three guys myself filming that's about right. yeah i'm like son of a bitch so i go over there get him on camera hit record he's at the water hole he's like 23 24 yards get up to my bow get ready to draw he turns and walks straight over to a salt block yeah i'm like shit because he walked out of frame yeah so i had to reach over and move the camera over and at this point him moving to the salt block was a great thing because he wasn't 20 yards get the camera moved over on him draw back turn it loose and i mean i'm you can see on the video the stripes on him. I'm two stripes too far back. Oh. But, son, that freaking Spitfire went in him, and it turned on the damn waterworks. Did now, with African animals, they tell you to aim for the shoulder. Like, straight up and down like you would on a whitetail with a rifle. Yeah. Because their leg bone comes up and then goes forward and then comes back. And it makes uh-huh. a pocket. And that, behind that pocket's where the heart is in the start of the lungs. Gotcha. And if you hit what would be... Not too far back would be a lung shot on a whitetail. Yeah, you're into the you're, you're right into you... the guts on oh. an African animal. Like if you'd hit what would be a lung shot on a whitetail, you're too You've far done back. On, up yeah, on you're one. too far back. And so when I seen the arrow go, I thought, shit, it's too far back. Like you got that in your mind because it right. slows down when it's happening. It's like almost like a frame by frame in your yeah. head. And I'm like, fuck, it's going too far back. It's going too far back. And then it hit, and I'm talking just woof woof just gushing Flying. out of both sides when i saw that i'm like he's fucked like he's, he's done. done yeah he's he's it's it's over right and eric was like i don't know i don't know i don't know and he that was another thing he was giving me crap about shooting expandable broadheads everybody really? else shoots fixed blades because of penetration he's like you're not going to be able to get through these animals with those expandables and i'm like i don't know i'm pretty long draw length i'm 29 and a half right i'm shooting 72 pounds and I'm shooting 125 grain head. My arrow weight is over 500 grains total. Right. Like, I'm shooting a heavy setup with a whole lot of draw weight, and it's coming pretty quick. And I told him, I was like, well, let's just see on the first one, because he was wanting me to go buy new broadheads. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I took those NAP Spitfire Maxes. Yeah. Didn't take the double crosses. I just took the three-blade Max. Yeah. And that thing zipped through him like it wasn't 
anything. Like, yeah. it blew through both sides, and the arrow went out like 40 or 50 yards on the other side. Yeah, it can't be tough. Like, it run, like, it run through him and was gone. Right. And I'm talking, it was a red carpet blood trail all the way to the animal. It was no freaking. Problem. He run 75 yards, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and was laying there dead. And it was freaking awesome, dude. Like, the feelings, I just, I don't know. It was just something right. different to have traveled that far and, like, <clears throat> went through all that. And more the mental game leading up to that trip. Because yeah. the guys, the other guys other than Sam had been before. Well, I guess just Doug and Alan had been before. Sam and Jeremy had never been either. But you go through all all of this crap in your head and you, and you get to looking up the crime rate in these cities and this and yeah. that it's like well, you're so playing many things can go wrong yeah and you're playing all of these it slid down in the hole oh, i about to say what did i do <laughs> no you, you're good it's the rubber bands are getting loose on it yeah. but you're playing all of these situations out in your head like all these things that could go wrong and all this thing that could be dangerous and all this stuff and yeah it's it takes it's it takes a toll on you. It really does. And then you get down there and you realize it's all good. Like everything is fine once you get out of the city. Everything's right. good. Cuz when we left Johannesburg, when we got to the guides, we got in the truck and it was a 4-hour drive to camp. Like we we drove 4 hours straight north. We were right on the border of Botswana. Oh wow. We were right on the South Africa Botswana border. So we were a long ways out of the city. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me we were out in the middle of nowhere but to have that first animal and then you you study about where the vitals are and what this and what that and will <clears throat> will my equipment work is it going to perform yeah. and all that and just seeing that first arrow zip through something like it was nothing was just, just like big sigh relief. yeah it was just like we're done like yeah. we got this like it, it's on now right it, that that was the thing it triggered me and it's like all right it's on like donkey kong now yeah and it was literally the next morning eric after i'd give him so much crap out after about that kudu he owned a farm that was like <clears throat> it was a small farm yeah. it was only like two thousand acres oh that's all yeah it was a small farm it oh was, yeah that's yeah small. no there is a small farm two thousand acre farm is a hobby farm i believe that but it was a cattle farm and they had a bunch of, and they'd go through and give the cattle minerals every day. Yeah. And he had a ton of kudu on his farm. And he, he's like, we called him the kudu king uh-huh. while we were there. We nicknamed him the kudu king because yeah. that's his thing. Like every one of them, like y'all know, he likes Cape Buffalo. That's his gotcha. thing. Eric is the kudu guy. Like gotcha. he, he studies kudu like we study whitetail. Gotcha. And on his farm, like he knows, I don't know that he knows every kudu there, but he knows them. A lot of them. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, he said, we're going to kill a kudu this morning. And I'm like, you seem really confident. He said, we're going to my place. He said, the last few weeks, every time we go to put out mineral for the cattle, the kudu come. Yeah. And they're running the cattle out of the mineral sites. And he said, Ooh. it just so happens to be in a place where I've got an elevated blind. Uh-huh. And he's like, so we're going to take my dad's truck because his dad lived right there on the farm. He said, we're going to get Dad in the truck. We're going to take his truck, and he's going to go do his normal routine doing the cattle. And he said, we're going to jump out of the back and jump up in here. Because he said, if it happens, it's going to happen quick. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things. It's just, he said, we've tried it five or six times this year, and it hasn't worked. But if it works, it's going to work awesome. Right. And so I'm like, well, cool, whatever. He said, if it don't work, we're going to go to another farm. All right, cool. 
and when I say farm, these were all working cattle ranches. Right. I mean, these were all huge cattle ranches. We hunted one 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 day that was like fifty or sixty thousand acres. Jeez. Freaking right. huge. Yeah. Like you go all day and not see the same spot if you want to. Yeah. But anyway, so his dad pulls up, starts doing his thing. We bail out of the freaking back of the truck, go up in this big elevated blind. I'm getting my camera set up quick, quick, quick. And Eric's like, you got to hurry. You got to hurry. You got to hurry. I'm thinking, ah, that's bullshit. You know, this ain't going to work. It's never worked. Right. <clears throat> You've always got these plans. They never work. Yeah. And so get everything set up. I'm like, where's the chairs? He's like, fuck the chairs. Like, you don't need to sit down. <laughs> like, if, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen fast. Like, uh-huh. I mean, like, he was that. He that was, yeah, thing. he was like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. And sure enough, they leave. And it's like five minutes. And Alan's looking out of the left side of the blind. We're facing forward, facing where the mineral areas are and all that stuff. Yeah. And Alan's like, oh, shit, there's a kudu. Oh, there's another kudu. Oh, shit, there's another kudu. There's a bunch of kudu. And, like, (laughs) (coughs) it was a group of bulls. Holy cow. And it was that group that Eric knew were in that area. Yeah. And they just happened to be close enough that they heard what was going on. They come to see what was going on. Uh Because a lot of times, I mean, you're on a 1,000 acres. They yeah. may be in that area. They may be on the other side yeah. of the ranch, and you're done. Right. But it's like he said, if they're here, it's going to happen fast. And so one steps out. Eric says, too young. Another one steps out. Too young. Another one steps out. It's old enough. Got a bad horn. And then here comes another. He's like, that's one. That's one. That's one. And, of course, it goes to the back mineral side, uh-huh. 25 yards. Oh, I didn't That's know. a long shot for them. Is it? He look, yeah, apparently. He looks at me, and he's yeah. like, that one's a little far away. Can you make? I'm like, like I'm looking at him. I've got him on yeah. camera, and he's like, I'm like, how far is it? He's like, oh, that's at least one. I fuck that. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what I said to him. I laughed and, and drew the bow back. He's like, that's at least twenty five, and I just start laughing. I'm like, and of course, Alan's like dying over there. I guarantee. And we're going. So I draw back, <clears throat> settle the pin, and I, I mean, I squeeze, and it was one of the prettiest arrows I've ever released. It freaking uh. pinwheeled him. Blew all the way through him with that NAP broadhead. Oh, Freaking man. waterworks again. Just blood everywhere. Yeah. So where we were at, there was a, a three-strand barbed wire fence. And then another three-strand barbed wire fence. There was like a 10-foot gap. Yeah. And another three-strand barbed wire fence and then a road. And they do two fences to keep the cattle from blowing through both of them. Akudu, his belly is four foot off the ground. They're extremely tall. They can jump over... Like, there are places where they have high fences down there. Yeah. A kudu can flat-footed jump a 10-foot high fence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, a three-strand barbed wire for them are, is nothing. And he, like, went right across the first three-strand barbed wire and went behind some brush and didn't make it across the second one. Like, we yeah. watched him fall from the blind. That is freaking And sweet. I'm talking, I freaking lost it. Like I guarantee. I freaking lost it. Because that was the animal. That, that was, was the one. That was that the was one. The that was what I was going over there. Day three, he's on the freaking ground. We've got 12 days to hunt. Right. And day three, he's on the freaking ground. And so we get down, and he's like, I'm going to call Franz. He's going to bring the truck over here. Because they've got, like, the coolest ramp and winch system to load these things up. Like, really? Yeah, they've got this big uh, metal gate that has, like, seats on it and stuff. Yeah. And it lowers down, and they've got a winch on the headboard rack 
that they run between the seats and hook up to the animals and drag them up in the bed of the truck. Huh. So, I mean, they've got a because you're talking about an animal that's like yeah. eight, nine hundred pounds. You're not yeah. going to pick it up and throw it in the bed of the truck, even with five of us, four right. of us, whatever's there. But so he's like, let's just give him some time. And we got down out of the stand. We're kind of standing around waiting on Franz. And I, I've got video of this. I took video on my phone, and I'm like, well, we were going to go track. But if you look right over there in the brush, you see I some. Think I remember that. Yeah, there's big old horns sticking out of the weeds. Like you could see him from the base of the blind. It was yeah. awesome. So we got over there, and Eric looks at him, and Eric had this kind of like oh shit look on his face. And I'm like, what's the matter, Eric? Did we shoot the wrong bull? He's like, um, he said that happened pretty fast. And I was like, yeah. He said uh, that's an eight year old bull that got away from us last year. We were trying to kill him as a seven and. We couldn't get him killed. That's an eight-year-old. I was like, cool. That's like that's what we want. We're trying to kill all really? our animals. He's like, yeah, I didn't tell you. If the animal's over 54 inches, there's an extra $900 charge on the price of them. And I'm oh. like, huh. And he's like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is what it is. He's dead. Right. Like, that would suck, but he's dead. Right. And I guess, like, the reason he was freaking out about it is because if they don't tell the client ahead of time and they let you shoot that animal and then they come after he's dead and tell you and you buck on it, then the PH is the one responsible uh, for paying the extra money. Yeah. But I was like, whatever, dude. It, I'm here. If it means I don't shoot something else, I don't care. Like, that's a freaking monster. Yeah. And so we go through. We go out hunting that. We get him loaded up. We go hunting somewhere else. Alan freaking shoots a black Impala with a rifle. So most Impala are brown. There's yeah. a few black ones running around. We're chasing these some bitches all over creation, trying to get on a black one. And we're running in the truck. And if we can see a herd from the truck, stop. They're trying to shoot him off the rack of the truck. We're getting <laughs> yeah. off, putting on stalks. We walk our butts off trying to stalk them, trying to shoot them. Like we're trying anything we can. Right. And it is legal to shoot them because you're on a yeah. freaking huge ranch. Right. It's legal to shoot them from the truck. Like, they'll stop and cut the truck off. And, like I said, they've got them big Set racks. And they've got a freaking, like, a shooting arm that swings around where you can shoot them off the truck. But 90% of the time, they don't stand still. Like, right. if they see that truck stop, they're gone. Most right. of the time, you're on foot. So, we put on several stalks. Never got close enough. Never got close enough. Then we're riding one time. And he's like, stop, 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 stop. And so Franz like slams on the brakes and there's a herd of Impala over to the left. There's a big old black one, oh, but wow. they're in some nasty brush, like oh, nasty gosh. brush. And Alan's, we're rifle hunting at this point. Yeah. So uh, Alan pulls the rifle up and he finally clears. Alan squeezes and he's gone. Like I, and I heard thump because every one of their guns are suppressed. They use suppressors on everything. So you can hear the impact. Yeah. And I heard, you heard the smack and then there was like this big thud after the smack i'm like what the hell did you do alan he's like i don't know he's like did i hit him because he had missed one before that yeah it was like 300 and some yards but he had clean missed one before that and uh i was like i know i heard the thump like i heard it hit but i was like i heard the smack but i was like what was that thud afterwards and so we go over there and he had hit a limb because i got it all on video too yeah i've got the whole thing on video <clears throat> we review the footage. He hit a limb right before it hit the black Impala. Then hit the black Impala. <clears throat> the bullet kicked up on the exit and hit a doe 
right in the throat. Oh, my God. So we get over there to where he shot, and there's a doe laying there. And Eric's freaking out. He's like, what the heck, dude? You shot the wrong one. You shot the wrong one. And I'm like, I said, Eric, he didn't shoot the wrong one. He's like, the hell it's laying here. I'm like, look, dude. I was like, I reviewed, I went, because at this yeah. point, I'd went through the footage like four times. Yeah. And I was like, he hit that black one. He's like, well, what makes you so sure? I was like, it run to the left from where we were at. I was like, let's go look right over there. Right. And sure enough, we take like five steps and there's a blood there. trail. Yeah. So we blood trail it for like 50 yards and there's it lays the black Impala. So oh, Alan Lord. brought his batting average back up to a thousand from the miss because yeah. he got a two for one. Uh-huh. <laughs> he shot a black one through the shot, and I mean he shot it clean through the shoulder. Oh my! And God. Then on the exit, I guess it hit a shoulder bone and kicked up and hit that dough right. I mean it was so pretty right in the throat. And Eric's like, "Well, I guess we have Impala meat for tonight." <laughs> <laughs> like it was hilarious. It was great, but that is freaking sweet. Anyway, so. Yeah, this is going to get long-winded if we keep going on this. And like I said, we're going to spread it out. I'm going to give you one more story. So, it was like the next day or something like it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I come out of the gate swinging. I come out swinging hard. It was like the next day we were out and we were hunting this water hole. And there was uh, some salt licks. There were no mineral on this property. And we were trying to kill a gims buck. Yeah. And we saw two gims buck, and we saw an ostrich. <clears throat> that was pretty cool. Ostrich come into the water hole. But we wasn't seeing a whole lot. And, dude, I don't know if it was caffeine withdrawals, because I was really bad drinking a lot of Diet Mountain Dew before I left. You know this. Oh, yeah. And there's none over there. And we're like three days into this. I don't know if it was caffeine withdrawals or if it was jet lag finally catching up to me. But for some reason, we're sitting in that blind that day. Dude, I could not stay awake to save my life. Like every time an animal would leave, five minutes, my head's over on the wall. I'm asleep. I'm out like a lot. We had sat there and we'd sit there. And all of a sudden, Alan like starts beating the shit out of me. Wake up. Wake up and shoot. Wake up and shoot. And, like, I'm asleep, and I'm like, what, what, what? And he's like, warthog, shoot. And, like, we had seen a shitload of warthogs. Yeah. Like, a ton of warthogs, but they were all females or small males. And, like, yeah. Eric said they had had a huge die-off, and, like, a lot of farmers had been uh, shooting them at night and stuff because they were getting in crops and stuff like that. Yeah. And so he's like, don't expect to kill a warthog, especially from with a bow. Like, right. just don't expect it. And so I'm asleep, like, sleeping hard and alan just he literally beats the crap out of me and wakes me up and he's like shoot shoot or shoot 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 and so i come up and look up and yeah. there's like this big old long tusk work hog standing there at like 10 yards yeah. in the water hole and these things they'll run in they'll hit the water hole and they'll turn around and run right out right if you don't get them in the water hole you're you done gonna get them. no you ain't gonna get them and i stand up and i look at the camera and eric goes fuck the camera was his exact words God. I mean, exact words. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, draw, thump. And I mean, I just, and once again, <laughs> once again, full pass through. Actually, that one didn't full pass through. That one went through the offside shoulder. He was quartering away a little bit. Went right in the pocket, hit the offside shoulder bone, broke the offside shoulder bone, left the broadhead in the bone, yeah. and the rest of the arrow went through. Jesus, and God. I'm talking just devastation. Like there was, because they've got these water holes, the edges of them lined with concrete. 
there was like blood all over the concrete. There's blood in the water. Like it looked yeah. like a jaw scene. Like there's blood everywhere. And he took off running to the left, just pumping, pumping, pumping. And of course yeah. we're, we're all fired up cause it had been hot that day and we hadn't seen that much. And for us to get an animal on the ground was just freaking awesome. Right. And we tracked him. He run 50, 60 yards. We could still see the blind when we found him. And I mean, there he is a freaking, a really nice, he's not a giant by their standards, but he yeah. was a damn nice, he was the best warthog I seen the whole time I was there. Yeah. And we had him on the ground with a freaking bow. And that was saying something for for yeah, that. About to say, considering you would probably they yeah. told you clearly, you probably wouldn't even get one. Yeah, they told much us. less than bow range. Yeah, exactly. They they're like, <clears throat> you may kill one with a rifle if we're lucky, but you're probably not going to kill one with a bow. And then done both. <laughs> and then damn, yeah, we got him right there. But we spent the next couple of days hunting golden wildebeest. Didn't have any luck with that. Um, Alan was really wanting to kill a golden wildebeest. He yeah. killed a, actually the next day we went hunting sable. He shot oh, yeah. a sable with a bow, got that on video. <laughs> awesome hunt. Oh yeah. Um, he shot something else with a bow too. We were hunting a golden wildebeest and he shot, I don't remember what that, it's some type of antelope subspecies, but I don't yeah. remember what it was, but they're beautiful. He shot one of those. Uh, I think I got that kill on video. It's hard for me to remember now because yeah. there's a lot of we got most of it on video. Yeah. We didn't get everything on video. I was about video. to say, what was the do you have the kill total <laughs> for that trip between all y'all? Doug killed ten. I killed eight. Sam killed six. Jeremy killed five. And Alan killed three. All right, so quick math on that. So eighteen, twenty-four, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-two animals. Thirty-two. That's insane. And we lost. Alan lost a golden wildebeest. Sam lost something, a blue wildebeest maybe, and Jeremy lost one or two animals. So I think we lost three or four. So it's not thirty-five bad. shots, at least thirty-five shots. Holy cow! <clears throat> For five people in twelve days. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. You're averaging three shots a day. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was God. awesome. It was awesome. And so I went in today nine. And I'd killed three animals because we started hunting that golden wildebeest hard and we just wasn't having any luck. Yeah. And we were seeing a lot of other stuff, but we were hunting areas where we had to be select about what we shoot and all this stuff. Um, so we got three days left. I told Alan, I was like, if it's all good with you, because by this point, Doug and Sam had done shot the damn world down <laughs> and they yeah. had switched to rifle hunting. And they're like, we really don't have anything we really want to kill at this point. Yeah. And I told Alan, like, if it's all good with you, I'm going to go with Doug and Sam and their guide, Young Low, and we're going to do some rifle hunting. And they cut me loose with a rifle, and that was a bad move. I spent a lot <laughs> of money with that rifle. I had a damn good time, though. I ended up shooting two Impala. Yeah. One of them was apparently, like, freaking – I asked Young Low, like, I don't understand. Like when You know when you walk up on something and the pH is freaking out and the tracker's freaking out, you've done something. Like yeah. When those two guys that see those animals every day, when they're freaking out about how yeah. big it is, you know you've done something. Right. And that first Impala we walked up on, and they're freaking out. And I'm like, like try to relate this to Whitetail for me. I don't, I don't, I don't get right. it. It just looks like an Impala to me. Right. He's like, you just killed a 200-inch deer. Wow. I'm like, shit. Like, it was awesome. And then a couple of days later, day or two later, we're hunting, and I'd kill my gims buck, 
was able we put on so many freaking stalks on Gim's buck. Yeah. Like we walked and we walked and we walked and we stalked and we stalked and we stalked and then we ended up shooting one off a freaking truck. Like, <laughs> like it was so ridiculous. And yeah. I think this animal just wanted to die. When I cuz the females are always bigger than the males. Yeah. And their horns always go out. And we pulled up and this animal's just standing there facing and everything like when we stopped like most of the time we'd pull up and we wouldn't even stop me and y'all know would bail off the back of the truck and the truck would keep going because the animals watch the truck and then you can get the wind direction move around them and stalk into them and we stopped and he just froze the the gims buck just froze and we were in an area they said there was a really big female that they wanted to take out and i'm like i'm i'm good with shooting a female because they look the same on the mountain i'm like right and he's like, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. The thing's huge. It's freaking huge. And so I'm on it, and I'm thinking it's going to run at any time. He's thinking the same thing. He's like, how do you yeah. feel about a facing shot? And it was like 40 yards. And I was like, he's like, you think you can make that shot? And I just laughed at him. I said, hold your ears. I mean, and I mean, I shot it. It was facing me. I shot it right in the chest. And it yeah. hit the ground. Just Drop. dead. Done. And <clears throat> Sam's supposed to be running the camera. Uh-huh. And I, we had had a discussion about the eyepiece versus the viewfinder and told him yeah. use the viewfinder because it'll screw up if you bump the eyepiece because it cuts the record off. Right. If you've got the eyepiece pulled out and you bump it forward, it cuts the record off. Yep. Well, he's trying he to use the it. eyepiece because it's sunny and he bumped it and it cut the record off. Uh, we lost right. the freaking shot. Oh. Yeah. So me and him are going over the footage and he's cussing because the camera quit working and I'm laughing at him because he's a <laughs> shitty cameraman and y'all know he's giving him shit. <laughs> And we walk up there, and uh, the tracker chatters something to Yon Lowe because they're speaking Afrikaans. I don't understand it. And Yon Lowe's, he's like, um, Sir, I think you shot his balls back on it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, this is not the old female. And it was a, apparently it was like a super, super old male. Like oh, wow. Big-ass old male. Like That was one thing that they like. He just lost the will to live. That's the reason he didn't run. Yeah. He was just looking for something to kill him. He was yeah. probably blind and deaf and dumb. Yeah, and I'm like, that's no perfect matter. for me because that's what I need to get close. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up killing that one. And we're like, let's go hunt another Impala. And he's like, you're not going to kill another Impala that's as good as the one you killed. I'm like, I don't care. He's like, like he kept stressing. That's another reason I knew how good that one was. He's like, you're yeah. not going to kill one better. He kept saying it. Kept, and I'm like, that's fine. Like, I wanted one for the shop, one for the house. Right. They're not. They're there you um, go. Well, and that's the thing. That's one of the cheaper things you can shoot over there. And I, they're gorgeous. Yeah. So we go and we finally get on another Impala, make a shot on it, took it down. Pretty sure Sam got that one on video. <laughs> and so we're like, all right, what next? And I'm, I'm sitting there doing like figuring totals and calculating money and all that. I'm like, I think I could pull off a water buck on this deal. Like, they're not that expensive. And yeah. I, that was another one that wasn't on my radar until we got down there. Yeah. And I saw a couple of them. They're freaking beautiful. Yeah. And so we start chasing water buck. And we chase water buck till dark. Didn't do any good with them. Go out that next morning, chase them all the next day. Didn't do very good until later in the day we finally got on one. Um, as another situation where we stopped and we stopped yeah. and we walked and we walked and we walked and then we pull up and one's freaking standing there broadside and end up getting shooted off the truck too. So, but it was, it was fixing the bolt. But I tell you, that was the only animal that I shot down there that we did not get a pass through with a rifle that was broadside. Yeah. He didn't bleed. Dude, when I shot, 
like it buckled him to his core. I pulled right on the shoulders and I squeezed. I was shooting a seven millimeter Mauser. Yeah. It buckled him to his freaking core and he toted it and run away. Jesus. And not a drop of blood. He didn't run 40 or 50 yards and hit the ground. And when we got over to him, there was one drop of blood seeping out of his side. And that's it. And that was what he's saying. He's When you track over there, you don't track blood trails. You track tracks. Yeah. Drag marks. Like if you hit a leg and you got a leg dragging or something like that, that's how they track them. Yeah. But so got my water buck, freaking beautiful animal. Um, we went night hunting one night, killed a couple of steam bucks. Which is little bitty animals. Itty bitty. Little bitty. Look like foam. Yeah. And Doug killed a freaking uh, water buck in the dark, like shooting it. There's Those are the only two animals you can hunt is water buck and steam buck at night. You're hunting them with spotlights like you're hunting them in the dark. Like, and we're like, we're a bunch of rednecks from North Carolina. This is right up our alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, here we go. Uh, yeah, he's like, you think you can shoot out of a spotlight? And we're like, watch me fly. Watch it. <laughs> but so it was cool because we videoed Doug shooting that water buck out in this big wheat field. Yeah. And like with the light and stuff behind him, when he shoots the smoke coming out, it looks like he shot it with a freaking muzzle lighter. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Uh, but no, it was just, we've got so many stories. And we laughed so hard. We had such a damn good time down there. Yeah. Um, and the accommodations were just freaking incredible. Oh, yeah. The guides were all top-notch. They were all hilarious. I yeah. still keep up with them, talk to them on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it was one of those things that were like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And now it's uh this is a once until I can roll enough quarters to get my ass yeah. back over there. Because I will go back. 100%, yeah. I'm going back. Like, no doubt. Yeah, that'd be... It was freaking, it was awesome. Dude, it was freaking awesome. But That would be a sick trip to take. Yeah, so there's a couple of in-depth stories and then a a quick overkill on the overview on the other ones. So I got more stories. We'll get into them later on. Some good ones. There's a couple standing out I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into the rest of the stories. But All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Bone Collector Game Calls, the official game calls of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Whether it's locator calls, turkey calls, or deer calls, you can find all your calls at bonecollector.com, proudly made in the USA. Hey, buddy, you got your bow set up for this year? Uh, not really, not yet. Well, what broadhead are you plan on using? I-, I haven't figured it out yet. You really need to go check out NAP broadheads. They've got a line of new broadheads out, including the new DK4, and then my personal favorite is the Spitfire Double Cross. Oh, really? Ain't the DK4 like the mix between a mechanical and a fixed broadhead? It sure is, and it's like throwing a hatchet through the side of a deer. You're going to have blood trails that look like you've sprayed them with a water hose. That's what I'm talking about. If that's the case, I think I'm going to go with one of those. Go check them out. All right, guys, we're back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. So that was a quick wrap up on our Africa trip. Um, like, <laughs> like I said, there's a lot more stories than that. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you all kinds of stuff. Oh, gosh. The uh, question was, which one was, although they're two completely different things, which one was funner, Canada or Africa? Africa. Africa. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. I've never been that fucking about, cold in my life in Canada. I was about to say, body. I feel like that was rough. But Canada was uh, fun. Plus, you shot a lot of stuff in, in Africa. Well, that was, I mean, that's that was it. I mean, there, that's a target-rich environment. You can shoot the world down if you want to. Yeah. And <clears throat> it just, past shooting, just seeing the stuff like, yeah having a freaking giraffe step down three foot from your face 
Yeah. Like when you're in a blind and the wind is right there and you're on ground level and you hear him coming from behind you and all of a sudden you see a freaking hoof land beside the wind and it blows <laughs> dust in your face. Like God. The shit like that just right. like. Just a different yeah. experience altogether. No, it, it really is. Not, not taking anything away from Canada because I hope I'm fortunate enough to go back in the next year or two. Um, still waiting for that invite, but yeah, still praying for that invite. But no, Africa was just it was it was a, a whole different animal. Yeah, not to mention the fact it was nice to be hunting in t-shirts. Oh yeah, I guarantee. Instead it. of a three degree high with a negative twenty wind chill mm-hmm. and shit like that. So yeah, but no, it was it was crazy, man. It, oh, it yeah. was. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I mean, just seeing the videos stuff we put on social stuff was. I cannot wait. To put yeah, and you haven't together. even seen the all yeah, the video. You haven't James. seen anything from the big cameras, so no, I ain't. I think I seen one thing you showed me from the big camera. That's it. Yeah, that's it's, it. I'm excited to put that together. It's nuts. It, it's crazy, dude. Big time excited. Like, there's so much to it. It's gonna be. We may end up making like a two or three part episode. May have to because there's a lot there. Well, I figured it up, and we've got like over 15 kills on camera. Then yeah, we can easily do. I mean. Not to mention all of the B-roll stuff of these animals coming in and like the one day the freaking bird trying to attack the window right beside Eric's face. That shit was hilarious. (laughs) I don't know if I showed you that. That was Uh hilarious. Hell, I was videoing and I told Alan, I was like, you need to get an arrow or something because he was hitting the side window. Yeah. Like he was flat just like attacking. This son of a gun's got a six inch beak on him. Like looks pissed. Yeah. And he'll whack, whack, whack hitting that damn window. And then he moves up to the front right side window, hits it, and then he moves around to the front window and then the front window and then the shooting window's next and it's open oh, and i'm oh like God. like i'm sliding to the damn yeah. corner of the blind thinking i'm gonna get the fuck out of the way because and he's i look at him and i'm like you better pull a pocket knife or something he's like what are you talking about i was like he's out of windows the next time he's, he's coming, you coming in, in. <laughs> and i was like you go ahead because alan was in the shooting seat he was in the middle yeah and i'm like you fixing to have a lap full of bird and that thing's yeah. got a big old beak on <laughs> <laughs> like, and luckily he hit that window and then turned and went back around the blind. I don't know what made him turn around, but if he'd have come to that front window, he'd have been in our lap. But it was hilarious. I mean, it just there's so much stuff like that that happened. It's like you can never remake a trip like that. I guess I I don't know. It was just there's so much crap like that that happened that may not make the episode. Right. But it was just it was hilarious. It was freaking hilarious. What are you doing on your phone? This is going to be an interesting one. Totally random. Here's a random one for the day. I just got an email with a... <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? An offer. A, a sponsor offer. Yeah? What do you think it might be for? I think I mentioned this to you once before, but this is like the legitimate offer. Like, it's a big thing. I don't have a clue, because you've been getting a lot of those here lately. Uh, a lot of them, yeah. Surprisingly. don't know how, but we have. Flamethrowers. Hell yeah. Called uh, Throw Flame. It's the company. Send them. I, I, I swear on my life. I get the whole volunteer's tribute. I will try it. Yes. I will send it. That's pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happened in life. <laughs> like just now. Uh, I was like, what ammo's is Ammo's expensive. We're just going to cook them. Exactly. You can use them for cooking meat. <laughs> yeah, we can use them for all kinds of stuff. You know, we can get creative with the flamethrower. Yeah, heck yeah. Use them for... Uh, Thaw the driveway out yeah. in the wintertime. We yeah. get rough winters up here. I, exactly. You can do them for... Uh, uh, Control burns. Yeah. I mean, see, we can get creative. Shoot deer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need a skinning knife. You just need a fork. <laughs> We've already cooked him. 
Oh my god, I just picked that so bad. I literally got a message down out on the porch. Ding 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 ding. Dinner's ready. Friday, dear. I could I could see one run through your yard. I mean, absolutely set Standing ablaze. Getting Parker swing set. Get up there and he walks out that apple tree. I got dinner, boys. Oh my god. Didn't go twenty. <laughs> Uh, oh god i don't know why but i got a perfect vision of that i I, I mean i i mean that is i mean perfectly that's a rut daniels video if i've ever seen one if if there's ever been one that was one yeah oh my gosh anyways so offside we got back from africa and jumped right into bow season well we got back from africa and the next day the day after we flew in was the freaking dove hunt out here Oh, it yeah. was the what did we the bear bay? We done our bear bay. We had the bear bay that day. Yes, we did. I and so about the bear bay. Like I, it surprised me because we landed in Asheville. <coughs> I was back here by twelve o'clock. I was back here by lunch. Yeah. On Friday, both or dove season opened on Saturday. Yeah. I had several several people coming into dove hunt. I thought there's no chance of me waking up. Like I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go home and rest. And sure enough, I'm running around feeding deer and doing this and doing oh, that. Yeah. I didn't get in bed till like eleven o'clock that night, and I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. die tomorrow. So and I woke up at five o'clock, like bright eyed, bushy tailed. I was ready to rock and roll. I was down here in the field setting up freaking mojos in the dark. Like I had a decoy <laughs> spread set up in the dark, like I was duck hunting. Yeah. Then boys got here and we scattered out, and it was it was a cloudy day. The doves didn't fly yeah. for crap. We killed a handful of doves, and that was it. And went to the Bear Bay, which yeah. was a really good. Uh, it had looked a, very successful. Yeah, we had a really good turnout. You know, I think we're gonna try to do one closer to the, in the spring yep you know once everybody's <clears throat> not doing as much it's hard to do stuff like that in the time we done it because there's so much going on yeah love season deer, deer season's coming in a lot of people vacation that time of year so overall though it was a good event and we're definitely going to do another one yeah and your little pup's done a really good dude, job that, that one so good. surprised the crap out of Fred me like, done really good and yeah she's gonna make a good dog yeah absolutely like she done really really good i was surprised but we had good turnout had a lot of people show up different places uh <clears throat> I don't think where that group that won was from. I kind of forgot. It's been a while. I don't remember where they were from, but they wasn't close. South Carolina, maybe? I think it or was Georgia? South Carolina. May have been Georgia. I swear I think it was South Carolina. It's either South Carolina or yeah, Georgia. Yeah, one or the south other. Of here, but no, they had some awesome dogs. Those yeah, dogs did. tore the world good. down. And it was, it was close, too. There was a, It was pretty close between a couple of them. Just for anybody that's listening out there, it was not a live bear. If you've seen the videos right. on Facebook, it's a robot. It's yeah, a it's freaking a bear it's, on it's a mount. It's a, a mount on a bear with a moving head. It's not a real yeah. bear. No, it just moves back and forth. It's got sound. You know, it'll growl and this, that, and the other. And yeah, that there's a on it, and and dogs will bark at it. Some yeah. dog, you know, the realistic <coughs> part of it, some dogs can tell. Yeah, there's some dogs like mm, this ain't the real thing. You know. Well, and they said and, I talked to some of those boys that said they've been to bays that have bears like robotic bears that yeah. move side to side and stuff and are quicker. I right. think this it needed to be snappier to yeah, keep some of those dogs' thing. attention. Yeah, there's always room for improvement and stuff. So, yeah. you know, just work on it here and there. But no, what it, it, was. it was a great thing. It yeah. was, and, and, if, and if nothing else, it ain't to be some big great champion or nothing. It's to go out and have fun with your dogs. Well, that's it. That's to the get old, the dogs out before you can get them out actually hunting. Just right. And we had some good prizes to give away, you know. Done a lot of raffles collars. and stuff. Yeah. We've done some raffles, like I say, and like i say it's just a good time yeah it, i had a ball and like i didn't even i yeah. didn't have any like that's completely out of my realm and right. i still had a fun i had a yeah. good time doing it yeah it's great so we'll have another <coughs> one next year we'll have more details and that being said it's that time of year to go ahead and be 
we'll have details on the kids turkey hunt coming yep. spring coming very soon yep we've working on that we've got the location stuff set <clears throat> And we have big plans for this one big this plans. year too big i mean plans. it's gonna be awesome i think it'll be the best one so far and speaking of youth turkey hunt i don't know i haven't told you this um our first turkey hunt winner uh-huh. got their mount back the other day did they everything looks good uh-huh. they're tickled to death Sweet. been in contact with our other taxidermist for the second annual winner he's working on it right now so everything's Sweet. progressing have you contacted there. them by chance contacted who the, the one this year's winners no okay. i haven't talked to okay. winner i've been in contact with the taxidermist okay but not the i'll people tell him that, but yeah he's working on it he said everything's good we're good Sweet. so he's an awesome guy he does a heck of a yeah. good job too but they said uh the fella that done the first one done a great job everything looks good Sweet. so they're tickled to death heck yeah maybe we can have both of those birds <coughs> here for this year's yeah I, I, display. I don't see why we couldn't yeah I don't see why we couldn't. That'll be sweet. But either way, we're going to do that again this year. First place is going to get a free mount, full body turkey mount, and and whatever else we get. Yeah, up. yeah, whatever else we get. It, but that's it's definitely be happening. We got good plans for this one coming up. Possibly a band. We'll definitely have one. Maybe yep. we'll hope we have two or three. Yeah, we're going to have music and stuff, and it's going to be at the Ag Center this year. Yep, it'll be at the fairgrounds. Yep, you know, so where the Avery County Fair is, a lot bigger space. Yeah, a lot more parking stage indoor or outdoor that way yeah well and we can have everything as long as weather's good we'll have have everything centralized yeah and have where it wasn't part in front of the building part behind the building right last year we were lucky to have it down there but right once again we had room for improvement right it's there's always room to improve so yeah this would be a lot better set up you know i think we can still do food out inside i think just have a place to sit down yeah it all just comes down to weather, really. Yep. Like I say, that time of year, it's hard to say. But it may be cold or friggin'. It may be The nice good thing about that location is it's big enough that we can do right. the band and everything outside, or we can do the band and everything inside. If we have to. Yeah, exactly. everything can be One done. or the other. Yeah, we got <clears throat> no plenty of room. So. so it's going to be spectacular. Yeah. I think it's going to be April the 1st this year. Next Damn, is it that early? It's April the 1st or April the 2nd. It's early. Okay. And the bad, and only other bad part about it, bleh, is Tennessee moved their season back, so Tennessee won't be eligible to hunt this year. Oh, really? Yep, it's because it's later than the North Carolina season. I got you. So, unfortunately for our Tennessee contestants, yeah, but it is what it is. It's hard. We I'd sat and <clears throat> talked to a couple different people about possibly moving it, but it's well, it's hard to do it any other time than if you don't do it on Youth Day, you can't guarantee right. There's no foul play, right? Like you can't guarantee it anyway, but there's less of a chance of foul play doing it on right. Youth Day, right? So, and not to mention the first Saturday of regular turkey season in Strut Masters, if they yeah. have that again this year. I haven't heard anything, but I'm assuming they I are. Either. I'm assuming so, but I, I don't know. I yeah, I don't it. know either, but if they are, we're going to be there. So Right. So, But anyhow, past turkey hunting. That's later. Yeah. Now don't Carolina, get me started. I already can't yeah. do I'm already, I've already been thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, so right after that, we started bow hunting up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. North Carolina bow here. season <laughs> opened up the week after, the Saturday after dove season opened we were right in North Carolina bow season. Yeah, and our <coughs> Cote. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Cote. Uh-huh. Damn. He started it off like he 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 started and finished his season like In the that. first week? Yeah. Within the first week? Yeah. So With two freaking hammers. And his wife killed a freaking yeah, hammer. A stud. That actually while we was at at the Avery County Fair, we had a booth set up up there. Yep. That's, <laughs> she killed it like the last night of the fair and brought yep. her deer up there and done her pictures up there. But And it was a dang good deer. Yeah. Yep. And then, who else? I think Mick, 
Mitch has killed one. Mitch has uh, killed one. Bentley killed a dang good deer. Did he? Yeah. You don't remember that one? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Dang good deer. Yep. And then... And then Parker killed her deer. Parker killed hers. Yep, she killed an eight point. Um, I ruined a doe. Well, that was the thing with Parker's deer, too. The shot was just a little bit low. Yeah. And we give him, like, two hours and went back in there to track him. Me and Doug went in there and yeah. uh, following good blood, good blood, good blood. And I heard something in front of us, and I shot a light in front of me, and there he stood. Like, he stood up out of his bed. Yeah, he was still. And he was still alive. And he didn't run, which is red flag number one. And he had his head down and was just kind of staggering. And I knew he was sick. And I had a sidearm on me. I actually pulled it. I don't know right. if it's legal or not, but this is what was going to happen. Like, if, right. I, if he would have stood still for another half second, he would have died. Right. Pulled my sidearm, got on him. He got behind a bush, couldn't shoot him, didn't have right. a shot. So we cut the lights off, told Douglas, sneak back out of here. Because at this point, we're not 40 yards from the right. opening where the blind is right and i'm like let's sneak out of here he's sick like he never did run right and it was drier than a popcorn fart in there you could hurt anything in those leaves and like he just he was staggering down the side of that hill i was like he's he's gonna be here tomorrow if we leave him leave him alone so we backed out next morning i went in there with another boy we could not find any blood i found three more drops of blood past where he had bedded down um he went kind of off the holler and then down to the right is a creek bottom and headed toward the river. So I started grid searching. I searched through those laurels, all that creek bottom. Actually went to the left, which turns up the holler, and then it turned straight up toward Dad's house. And it's real thick laurel in there. And I got up to where there was a four-wheeler trail, and I stopped because I didn't see any signs of struggle, didn't see any blood or anything. And a wounded deer like that's not going to go up here. Right. So never did find him. I looked for a half a day or better. I mean, done everything in my power. And I'm like, like, I was tore up about it. Honestly, I was all to pieces about it. And Parker was like, well, it is what it is. We're, he'll either show back up or we'll find us another one. Right. He never showed back up on camera. No. I had the reveals out down there. He never showed back up. Dad come in the following Wednesday. She would shot him on a Wednesday evening. Yeah. He come in the following Wednesday and we're talking and he's got a couple of big bloodhounds. And he said, something's wrong with my dogs. And I'm, what are you talking about? He said, one of them threw up in the floor into the house last night. And he said, it was black and it smelled like Parvo. Mm. And I'm like, that's not good. But I was like, Parvo, that dog's too old to have Parvo. Like, there's yeah. no way that dog's got Parvo. And he's like, well, that's what I was thinking. I said, I bet that's gut. He said, yeah. what do you mean that's gut? I said, I bet he found Parker's deer. Yeah. And he said, you think so? I said, I bet money. So I kind of in my head all day at work, I'm like, I got to go f- – look some more for that deer because yeah. i knew i knew it'd be spoiled by then it's early right. season it was gonna be hot but that was her first rack buck i right. was doing everything in my power to find him right <clears throat> and we get off work at five o'clock it's still a couple hours for dark because it's early in the season and so we're gonna go eat at dad's house that night we pull up in the driveway and the wind is blowing from the direction where we were hunting up to the house yeah. and as soon as i open the truck door i smell it yeah and i'm like Ooh, yep mm-hmm. that's him for sure and she gets out of the truck and she goes shoot daddy what is that smell i said that's your deer baby girl i yeah. said go in the house with nana i'm gonna go find him i'll be back in a little bit yeah and so went down through there just running by smell which i had had the flu the week yeah a week or two before <laughs> that which was the reason i didn't get to go to the country thunder thing yep but i 
I could smell him even though I couldn't smell anything. Yeah. Like, my nose was so stopped up, and I could still smell him. I followed the smell right down to him. Sure enough, he had went up the holler and up through that thicket and had fell probably 100 yards from Dad's house. Wow. Yeah, like, he had went back toward Dad's house, and he he was dead that night. Like, right. he went right up that holler right after me and Doug saw him, and that was the end of it. Right. And I hate that I lost the meat. I hate that I lost the cape, but right. we got her head. And we can get another cape. Right. We're going to get us another cape, and we're going to mount him. Because that was her first yeah, track deer. I mean, I mean, right. And he's not a bad deer. He's 16-inch wide eight-point. He was yeah, pretty deer. Yeah, pretty deer. She was pumped. I was pumped. I mean, it was awesome. Exactly. I mean, that's, it was that's awesome. what it's she all was, about. She was more disappointed that she didn't get to eat the meat than anything. Really? Though. Like, she was pissed that she didn't get to eat the meat. Dang. She was mad. And, like, the other night... Um, we were doing something. She's like, that's the best part of it, Daddy. That's the yeah. best part is eating the meat. Yeah. So she was disappointed. Dang. But that's all that's happened as far as for me during North Carolina muzzle, or bow season. Cause, yeah. Uh, I was avoiding this one deer like the plague because I thought he was too young. And then oh, yeah, after talking about this further investigation, we figured out he was not too young. And I'm afraid I've missed my chance, even though I had another chance tonight while we were doing this uh-huh. podcast he's standing <laughs> yeah. there but like the whole first two weeks of bow season he was out during the daylight like posing like yeah. somebody shoot me somebody shoot me and he's a freaking 18 19 inch wide deer i yep. mean it's like dang so dang we're going to try to get on him we got a couple weeks what two weeks left for rifle season starts if that i think i think it's this week next week and then rifle so. season starts so yeah which you got to get be hunting hard i mean that anybody that's deer hunting out or maybe it's wood, this week next time. week and the week after i don't remember exactly but we got a couple weeks for rifle season starts yeah. and they're yeah. fixing to start chasing does and then they pre right now it's yeah it's muzzleloader season hit and yeah that's always i've said it a million times on here that's when that's the first time our big deer start daylighting and yeah. sure enough i'm hunting one evening and it was the last evening of muzzleloader season and two of my bigger deer come up through the field yeah one of them i had dedicated a free pass on him because he broke his beam right past his g3 yeah but the deer that was with him i'm gonna shoot and that's where the cluster begins <laughs> like yeah do we need to take another break or should we just go ahead and get into this story i'd go ahead and get in and i might as well okay it ain't been long okay well so i don't know what happened the wind was in my hair <laughs> sun was in my teeth or something like that so this deer comes up and i had made a makeshift blind out of pallets i'm hunting really close oh yeah i mean it just it is what it is but that's where the deer were coming yep and so this deer walks out and i'm like there had been the bigger the wider deer had been with them every day yeah and so they come in with plenty of daylight all three of them come in the evening before i had them all three in the scope i could see them in the scope but i could not see them in the camera it's the only reason they survived the day before yeah because I had that wide deer in the freaking scope, but right. could not get him on camera, so I let him go. Yeah. That shows my dedication to that damn very, camera again. Very dedicated. So the next day I'm out there hunting, <laughs> and here comes those two bucks. I'm like, the big deer is going to be right behind him because every day he's less than two minutes behind him. Yeah. So they come up. They're under some apple trees feeding. Wait, and I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and I'm watching that camera. I'm watching the viewfinder. It's getting darker, and it's getting darker, and I wait seemed like 10 minutes i don't know how long it was but it was it was probably at least 10 minutes yeah and i'm starting to lose light and so 
I'm like, I'm taking that that fork G2 deer. We call him the double G2 buck. Yeah. Because he it looks like his G2 split, and then he don't have a G3. He's a mainframe mate. But he's really solid deer. And he's standing there broadside, 140 yards, muzzleloader. That's no problem. So I get my gun up, get the camera on him, turns his butt to me. And then yeah. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. He finally starts turning. He turns facing me. And then he turns his butt to me. He turned face me, and then yeah. he's got a little sapling behind it, behind the sapling, and just one thing and another. I never could get on this freaking deer, and then he turned and starts walking away, and I'm like, "Shit! Like yeah. I've got to make something happen now." now. Never. Yeah, and he finally turns and gets broadside, and I like jerk the camera, and because I'm having to, I had to pick the tripod up and move the tripod, so I'm in a yeah. tizzy at this point. Finally, get the camera on him, just jerk the gun up, draw the hammer back because I'm shooting an encore, and I shoot. And when yeah. I shot, I felt myself torque the gun. Like, mm. I pulled it. And the smoke cleared, and the deer's standing there looking around. Yeah. Him and the other 15 deer that are in the field. Oh, and no. all of a sudden, it was like a freaking just circus. Every deer in the field starts running a freaking circle. No deer are leaving. There's not a damn deer that was in that field that left the field. They're just running around in a freaking circle. So I'm looking up. There's damn deer running everywhere. And I've got an empty gun, so I'm grabbing my reload, yeah. reload, pack it some bitch down in there, pop a cap out, oh, put another God. one in it, throw up. There's deer everywhere. And they finally stop, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, which one is he? So I grab my binos. No, that's not him. No, that's not him. No, that's not him. No, that's not him. I'm like going through yeah. these deer, and there's one big body deer standing broadside. And I get on him, and it turns and looks at me. I see this big old frame. I'm like, there he is. Throw the binos down. Luckily, I had a clear shooting lane right there. Yeah. I had ranged that earlier, 180 yards, Sheesh. which is a poke. Yeah. But I practiced that far with my muzzleloader. I knew where it's hitting. Cock it. Get on him. Hold right on the spine. This time, I'm, with a lot of people, when they miss, they get jittery. Like, on that second shot, they get, right. like, upset. With me, if I miss on the first shot, if I get another shot, it's in trouble because it, it almost, like, makes me mad. But it calms me. Right. So I got on him, hold right on that backbone, squeeze the shot, boom, smack. I hear it smack. I mean, I yeah. hear the hit. And I'm like, well, that's it. And smoke clears. I watch where he runs out of the field. Did not get the second shot. Like, the camera's running during the second shot. But during the the merry-go-round of everything, I never moved the camera onto him. I honestly haven't even looked at the footage. Yeah. So I don't know what the footage looks right. like. Like It was on the field somewhere, so it may have had him in it. It probably right. didn't, but at that point, I didn't care. Right. So hit him. I'm like, dang right. So I'm going to give him a little while. 180 yards is a long way to the muzzleloader. Uh, call dad, tell him what's happened. Parker's, uh, no, I didn't. Actually, she was with her other grandma that night, so that's the yeah. reason I got to hunt. Um, so I go up to Dad's house. He's like, let's eat supper, hang out for a little while, and we'll go look for him. Yeah. Because we didn't have it on video, so we didn't have a shot to review, so let's right. just give it time. He's not laying in the field. Let's give it time. Right. So we do all that, and I started doubting myself a little bit. Yeah. And not doubting the hit, I'm starting to doubt exactly which friggin' deer did I shoot. Right. Because I seen that big wide frame. And I throw my binoculars down and pull up. And now I'm thinking, that frame looked a little wider than the deer I'm supposed to shoot. And I just had this, like, inkling in my head. Yeah. Did I shoot the wrong friggin' deer? Because the broke bean buck is wider than the double G2 buck. Right. But regardless, whatever. So we go back in there, 
and he's in a clover plot that we'd planted. And we get on blood immediately, start falling blood out of the field, up through the woods. It makes a big turnaround. We're on really good walking blood. Like, it was no problem following this blood trail. Yeah. It was a fast blood trail. And then it starts getting a little bit less and a little bit less, and we find a bed. We never jumped the deer out of the bed. If we'd have jumped the deer out of the bed, we'd have hurt him. Like, it right. was dry, big open woods, one of the <clears throat> only places around here that don't have any laurel in it. Yeah. It's just a big oak oak flat. We never jumped the deer out of the bed. There was a puddle of blood in the bed and a bunch of chewed up leaves and stuff. And when that deer got out of the bed, he never bled another drop. We looked and we looked and we looked. We never found him. I went back in the next day, canceled a trip to South Carolina, went back in the next day, grid searched this whole area, never found a single hide or hair, sign, nothing. And to this point, that deer has not showed back up on camera. But we did answer my lingering question in my head. I for sure shot the wrong deer because the deer I thought I was shooting showed Mm. back up. A day and a half later, uh, not a spot on him. And the deer that I said I didn't want to shoot because he had that broke beam, MIA. Like yep. Uh, Literally MIA. So uh, it is what it is. It is, it is. When you're muzzleloader hunting, if you don't drop him right there, I mean, you don't know. Yeah. I, pr- I proved the whole I don't know thing last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, that was a good one. But – so that's been my only luck this year, uh, deer hunting. We took a quick trip down to South Carolina, took a buddy of mine, Doc Williams, down there. Yeah. He put a nice deer on the ground, big mature seven-point shocker, dairy farm seven-point. Uh-huh. Go figure. Average. But yeah, it was a deer we needed to get out of there. Um, got a nice young eight-point on camera, and they're running right now. They're, right. They are rutting right now. And so hopefully that eight-point will spread some of that gene, get some of that seven-point gene yeah. out of there. Yeah. But – uh all you can hope for that has been my deer season so far that's it but it's way more than mine mine has been very I'm, little i'm less concerned about deer season this year than i've ever been before when you start off the season <laughs> shooting that many animals it's like yeah i if i kill a deer i'll be ticked. well that was me like when i shot the velvet deer like you get the pressure I, off I, it's I, like the pressure the monkey's is off gone. your back right like wow and as far as, it's almost nice in a way like yeah it's like we can enjoy it the rest of the year right it's you're not pressured like god i still ain't got one i need to get one i need to get one I need to get one and now it's now and it's not that do. we don't want to and kill it, one but yeah when you're just, carrying these cameras and stuff nobody is like you're not putting the pressure on us you're putting the i'm putting put the, the pressure on yourself right, right it's like there's not really expectations but you expect you have the expectations out of yourself right you, you, you want to you want to have something to show on season three of holler hunters right and I don't know, we may not have that many people that follow us, but a lot of our friends and family follow us, and it's just cool yeah. to see them. But you want to be able to show something. Right, you want something to be presented there. Yeah. Because, I mean, realistically, the way we do it, you, you kill a deer, you about get your own episode. Yeah. That's kind of the way I put it together. Yeah. And so, who wouldn't want that? You yeah, know, I mean, it's just, well, and it's cool to see. Right. I mean, like, to go back and see deer we've killed two years right. ago. I mean, it's, to be able to relive you shooting techs and right. stuff like I mean, it's, it's right. just really neat to see. But... And, yeah, this pressure is off. So yeah. Not that we don't want to, because it's getting ready to get real. Between, I've been moving and stuff, too, plus all those other jobs and stuff. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to. Yeah, and like the deer say. are starting to move. The bucks are starting to daylight yes. a little bit, and the rut's fixing to hit. It's, We've got about two weeks here. Um, it usually hits. They start pushing hard the week before Thanksgiving here. Yeah. So 
we're we're getting there. Yeah, by opening day of Ralph season, they're running. Just like last year with crabs, they. Yeah, Thanksgiving's the twenty fourth, so not this coming week, but the week after is going to be on like on fire. Yeah. So Kevin's coming back too. Yeah, he's coming down twenty sixth. Going to stay to the third. Yeah, and he finally got his first deer. Finally, finally, finally got his first. And, deer. And see, we almost passed it. We almost passed that doe because he's like, you know what? There's plenty of deer here where we're hunting. There's no reason we shouldn't see a deer this week. Yeah. He shot that doe, and that's the only deer we've seen all week. That's awesome. And we hunted every single... We deer hunted every single day. Yeah. He ended up getting super sick while he was here. Like, I guess he got that flu and stuff that was going around. I mean, we both got it. Yeah. But now, he was bad off. Yeah. And But we seen that doe that... I think it's first or second evening we deer hunted and made it happen. Couldn't find it that evening. We couldn't... Wasn't real sure about it. Looked at the shot, and it's kind of a questionable shot. Yeah. We went, like I say, we wasn't going to shoot it. Yeah. And when she come in, I don't know. Okay, let me hear a real quick story. I'm, I've heard, I should let him tell it. But well, let's wait and let yeah, him Yeah, I'll let him tell he'll it. He'll be it's, back. But right, he got his first back. deer. Yeah, so it, that's an interesting story. But, but he got his first one. The week before that, I screwed that one and doe of mine up. Yeah. I shot her. You've got bad luck with does. Bad luck with does, <laughs> dude. But she's probably fine. One. She's just judging by the penetration and no, stuff. No, she's dead. Did she die? Yeah, we found her. Oh, crap. How far did she go? 200 yards. Dang. Just went in the direction I did not think she'd go. Yeah. Where I shot, she went. I followed her because I wasn't going to shoot that day yeah. at all. No, Again, no intention of shooting. I was like, not going to do it, not going to do it. Lice light, here she come in. I had her on camera. She walked pretty as you please down and around and circled and come right back up into the big and J. Yeah. It's like, mm. Yep. I'm gonna might do it. Well, when and, you have an opportunity, go for it. And I, she was 20 yards, 25 yep. yards. I was like, okay, back straps, here we go. Shot, hide the compound with me again. Pow. I mean, he heard it smack. She she dove, hit the dirt, like was plowing up dirt. Yeah. And followed her on camera until she went She went straight up the mountain. I figured she wouldn't. I figured she'd go down. Nope, she went straight up the mountain and kind of got off, lost her in the camera. And in the midst of that, I seen another there was does on the other side of the field yeah at the time i didn't think it was her i was like a doe come running back off the hill and back towards the main road kind of back where yeah like in that general direction it's like well, that ain't her she's took off running that way and scared that deer to death yeah and run her out of there turns out that doe that was her was her because we because my uncle found her he says this your era i said yep he says she's laying up there and it's about Dang. a week later i was like oh my god you hate to lose that, too. That's, be kidding. that's a lot of meat right there. Yeah, she was a good doe. Yeah, she oh, yeah. She was a big old I've, doe. Very few does have I seen when they've got white right around her eyes, like perfect yeah. white circles around her eyes. Like she was pretty. Yeah. But it's what it is. I lost her. But it happens. It does. It's part of deer hunting. It seems like it's happened more this year than it normally does. But, I mean, it's just. Part of it. We do this long enough, we're bound to hit those. Right. We've been very fortunate up to this point. We've, yeah. We've pretty much recovered everything we've shot. Yeah. And you shoot this many deer on camera between the whole team and stuff you're eventually going to start oh yeah losing it's just something. inevitable not like that has nothing to do with the broadheads or nothing we're using either because i mean no up till up to where she pointed down the hill there was good blood and it just went blank there was no blood when she turned down the hill i don't know just the way the wound was yeah lot, probably just closed bleed. up her skin rolled and it closed it up yep she did not bleed going downhill and that's why we couldn't find it yeah when she leveled back off in the flat ground there was blood there you could see dried blood there but it was yeah. there was probably 70 yards between yeah. pouring blood and 
yeah. blood again. So that's why we couldn't find it till after the fact. I got you. But, I hear you, buddy. It is what it is. Yep. Well, I think that's all we got today, guys. We've we've got a covered a lot. Yeah, Yeah. that's a lot. But we've covered a lot, and we've got a lot more. We're trying not to drag this thing out. Yeah, four or five hours. We've just got uh, a lot of information. Just a lot of cool stuff. So, well, guys, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, Wherever you're hearing this podcast, if you don't care, um, if it allows you, leave us a rating, write us a review, uh, hit like, subscribe. Be watching the YouTube channel because we're going to have some new YouTube videos coming yes. out. We've been saying this forever, but it's we true. had a we had a streak of three or four come out real quick, and then life. your computer screwed up, and life screwed up, and yeah. But we're about back on track. We're moving along. That. Yeah, we've got a lot to come come out with. We, we ain't got, quitting. Let me go ahead and just clarify. Well, no, the right video now. cameras are rolling, and yeah. we have a ton of footage to a put up. Absolute I mean, ton. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's, again, this. In reality, this is still technically a hobby. Yeah. So yeah, this is not our job. Work, so. We work all day. So, but thank you again to all of our sponsors. I don't have a list out here. So, and you, we've got a lot of. We've good got sponsors. so many good sponsors we've now. Got, next podcast, we're going to have a, some sponsor announcement for announcements for season three. So nice. So it's going to be really, 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 really good coming up. Yeah. So thank you to everybody that supports us and helps us do this. Um, thank you guys for listening. And I think that's all I got. I think so. All right, guys. Wrap it up. Well, we will be back in a week or two, but thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. Thank you. Well, they sure as hell know me. In that map dot town, 65 southbound, in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks on every turn to sharp like voodoo can generally. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree. The official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Real Tree's newest pattern, Real Tree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.